used to be such good friends. We could tell each other anything. Guess it helped that we weren't really each other's types. Then one day, out of nowhere, you said, But I didn't hear you, so I was like, what? And you said, See what you missed? What did you guys miss being so far, so long away from the microphones? That was it? That was the intro to the show? That was the intro to the show, including all the mess-ups. Welcome to that super mediocre emo song. M- missed? What? Did I you change? Is that the new theme song? That really no, that weak, is, weak emo thing? That is one of many theme songs that we have, and it's actually a very entertaining one if you listen to the lyrics. Let me guess. Some very nice, very kind, generous listener recorded that song, and I just shit on it. Uh, one of my closest friends recorded that song. Oh, well, then I don't give a fuck. That was a piece of shit. All uh, right. Um, hey, he's Who back. Also a nice oh listener. my God, nothing has changed. <laughs> Welcome to Nooner, everybody, on the Smogco <laughs> Internet Radio Network. Wake up. That song obviously put you to sleep. Wake I'm, up. We're here. Good morning, babies. <laughs> Hi, sweepy babies. What's that? Good morning. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm Marty's maid. <laughs> oh, Jesus. You did a great job. Now you can leave. No, no, you can sit in. You can sit in with us. Now I'm going to spend time cleaning your fridge. (laughs) And it's funny because you've been working for me for how many years and I've never known your name. This is really, I just pay you cash. Abigail. Oh my God. I would have, I would have begged you for an Abigail. Uh, Bye. (laughs) I'm a host. My name is Marty. We're a podcast and I'm joined by three fine fellows and ladies. No longer a host, but my name is Bill Watterson. Hey, Belle. Howdy. I'm still a host. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, once a host, always a host. Sure. I'm a Cassandra host. Cardenas. Am oh. I a host? You're a host. Right, sure. I'm a host. Hey. Hey. It's Steve Kruger, everybody. Wow. So popular. Welcome back, everybody. We're going to lose Steve in a little bit, so we're going to talk to Steve first. Um, what have you been up to, Steve? Nothing. What's going on with you? Cool. All right. So anyhow, Bill. Take it easy. Um, yeah, we're so uh, glad Welcome to have you back. back. Thank yeah, you, thank you. Can you hear me? I can't hear me. Um, I don't know. You can turn up your microphone. I mean, your little headset thing. I ripped the headphones okay. out of my ears during that horrible song. We, we've played it before. <laughs> I don't know why you're shitting on it. And like, it took what do you mean you, why I'm shitting on something? You, why the fuck did you invite me over? It, it, it took you one second to start <laughs> shitting on something. That was amazing. Um, what are you in town now for? Now I can hear it. All right. uh, now I turned my mic down. Uh, <laughs> okay. My headphone my down. Headphone. Um, what? Are, why are you here? Uh, some meetings and stuff. Yeah. No, oh, that's why you have to. Leave. You look sharp for your meetings. Thank you. Yeah. This is. Don't the... you want to hire him and buy? You know his in, intellectual property. Who's Who's him? You. Are, oh, you. me. Mine. Yeah. He was, I, he was talking to Hollywood. Oh, I got nothing. I just, Hollywood. I just sit in a meeting and run my mouth. Yeah. And um, people go. Great. How does it feel to be back? In L.A.? Mm-hmm. When was the last time you were back in L.A.? Uh, nine months ago, I think. Really? Yeah. You're still Austin-based, yeah? Yes. Cool. I'm in the great state of Austin. 
Mm. Surrounded by the shitty state of Texas. <laughs> by the way, if you want to join in, you can tweet us at Nooner Podcast, as David Castro did, who says, uh, welcome back, Bill. Oh, thank you, David. And then Leo says, OMG, it's Steve, the funny one. Uh-oh, <laughs> pressure's on. What does that make you, Marty? Mm. Just the one. The one. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't want to be funny. I want to be serious. Yeah. Oh, what, about what? I don't know. All right. Uh, do you guys talk about Trump still? Uh, we that's all. No, we don't talk about okay, him anymore. Good. Let's not no. talk about him. What? Um. Okay, but I understand. Like you were here all weekend. Yeah, and you had a near death experience. <laughs> wow, that would go right to funny. Yeah. Uh, were you a, in the sinkhole in Studio City? I wish. Right outside a friend of mine's apartment. A spiritual. She posted that picture, and then like CNN posted almost the exact same picture like thirty minutes later. He's in emotion. An emotional sinkhole. A friend of mine runs a thing in town called Beefsteak, which is a charity dinner. Look it up. Mm. Look it up. The guy's named Matt Selman. And it's like all these Eric TV. Wareheim from I Tim like and Eric. I like beef and oh. steak. And it's a thing for children. I don't know. People kept asking me, what's it for? And I said, I don't know. I'm just, I'm here. And it's uh, <laughs> like a banquet where they bring you meat and you don't have utensils and you don't have uh, napkins and you eat like pigs. Mm, this is the probably perfect. probably for really? okay. starving children, and uh, I I was enjoying <laughs> probably myself cooking starving children, yeah. and you're eating them unknowingly. It was on Top Chef. That's all I remember. Like, I, and I, how I, many people show up? Like 800, 900 people. It's all so com- much beef. It's all yeah, comedy it nerds. All like comedy ding dongs. Did you, you did you any celebrities? Oh my god. Um. Did anybody demand? Utensils and a fork? Or, uh, no, that's uh, that's the thing. I know it's oh, the thing, but I don't trust anybody to just get on board. They give you a bib or a an apron okay. when you People show like up. Try to sneak in like a little spork and hey, no, spork. The, the meat is cut and the potatoes are small, and you sit and eat and drink. Oh, and so a, nobody's and nobody's getting in danger. No of, choking of like, hazards. You're not ripping it off the bone uh, with your with your gnashing with your teeth. No, it's just I don't know what the cut was, but we were eating and having a good time, and I was trying to be funny. So I took a piece of meat. Hey, hey, Leo, he's the funny one. Yeah. I took a piece of meat and I wrapped it uh, around a potato and I put it down my throat and it stopped halfway to my stomach. <gasps> oh, my God. And this and is so like in the, you know, 800, 800 people, people like, in a band playing. Like loud and crazy my, stuff. My newly minted wife to my left and an old friend to my right. And Congratulations, I just going, by the way. Yeah, bury the lead. I went. <laughs> and I realized. Did everybody think it was hilarious? I it was no, they were. No one was paying attention to me because oh, I'm, I'm not that. But funny. you know that there's a universal <laughs> sign for for choking. You know, you just put your hands on your throat. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't. I know that now. <laughs> I, at the time, I didn't know what to do. I so thought I Lance Mountain talked about that with you. Like, I thought the universal sign for choking was Reggie Miller with two hands looking at Spike Lee and going. That's what I thought it playoffs. was too. No, yeah, you it is. I'm not sports. gonna. I'm, no, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, so I could have so sworn you, it was that you thing skipped, that Bill said. Yes, yeah, so called it. you all. Well, I drank some water to try and loosen it up, and it didn't do anything. And then, I, then and like, I realized, are, is your adrenaline like, like all of a sudden, like, did you get red faced? You seem like you'd get red. I got red faced, and I realized I'm gonna die with um, for Eric Wareheim looking down at me, like, <laughs> who's this guy? Why is he like just a bunch of yeah. Simpson writers is, going? Is he like pulling is this? For, this isn't funny. This isn't. Like, and so, what, what was the joke? We did yeah. that in season ninety-four. In, right. With all the effort I I had left in me, I just vomited it up all over myself. And, wow. and not just that, not just the the meat with the potato, but everything you had eaten up until then, right? No, it wasn't. Uh, or for the story, yes, but no, not really. It oh, wasn't okay. bad. But then Tamra, like and, right on the, oh, right sorry, Lance Mountain, and everyone started looking at me like, "What? What the fuck is wrong with you?" And I'm just 
dripping with saliva and meat all over my uh, uh, bib. And, and there's no napkins. <laughs> no napkins. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, but and they, everyone gave you the award for best guest? I started laughing. That's getting in the spirit. For like an hour. I thought it was <laughs> hilarious. But I was pretty much like... I, I found out later that mo- most people die in the bathroom when they're choking. Because they're too they, embarrassed. They run away because they're embarrassed. And I was huh. thinking, like, I, I got to get out of here. I got to go stick my finger down my throat. You just make it worse. So I didn't know that either. But people were nice about that at the table. They weren't like, well, uh, they, can we be reseated uh, away from the now vomit? Someone, uh, a young uh, Instagram star girl gave me She's like, do you want a Tic Tac? I, I guess my breath was pretty gross. But she was sympathetic, though, right? Yes. That when you almost die, people are very nice to you. But And what did what happened? Wait, didn't she have... Like, nobody got nervous for you at any point? They were all just like waiting for you to sort it out? Well, they did, it, it all how, happened how long, so... Like, how long? Like, I don't know, like 30 seconds. Oh, just, wow. okay. Like... <laughs> And I didn't, I, I just was like, uh, it's I so would, loud. I don't know how to. I, was there a retching sound when you threw up? Or was it more like a cough? Just, you just coughed it out? Shit, I was so drunk. I want to really recreate this moment. <laughs> Wait, you hadn't, Lance Mountain said that you hadn't drunk that much at that point. I had, well, she said that. What the fuck does the wife know? I, Am I, I right? I, I, Am I right, boys? It was, I had been drinking. Ah. I, I, I can't pretend to be offended at help. I didn't. I was like, yeah, what the fuck do wife know? I don't know. Uh, but it happens pretty. F- <laughs> Wait, have you guys ever choked on anything before? Like, like, uh, like that? I don't think I've gotten that. I mean, I've, I've gotten stuff caught in my throat and, you know, eyes tearing up and like having to take that moment. But I don't think I've gotten that to a point where it would feel like panic or like, there was panic. What have I done? I don't think yeah. I've gotten there. Yeah. I've been in, I've been in the situation where people have, but I, I don't think it's happened to me. It's not fun. It doesn't look fun. But it was fun when it was over. I was very, <laughs> I was very happy. We danced. It's a great after. I was just, oh. I'm not dead. That's good. Yeah, it's good adrenaline boost. Yeah. Second chance. <laughs> uh, you know the the guy who in, invented the Heimlich maneuver, uh, Doctor Heimlich, Gregory Heimlich, uh, Henry Heimlich. He uh, really oh, that's alliterative. That's a cute name. That's nuts. He, Henry Heimlich. Hank, hey, Heim- he- Hank, Hank Heimlich here. Oh, boy, Henry Heimlich, got, let me hug you from behind. But what if his name had been kid. it had been Hitler? Hitler Heimlich? Like, no. But <laughs> like Henry Hitler? <laughs> Henry Hitler? Like, give me the hit. Like, he died. He got lucky He with died this past December. And Hitler Please did? tell me it was from choking. No, but oh. before he died in May, he, at the age of 96, 96, he gave somebody the Heimlich maneuver to save th- and save their life. Well, if anybody can pull it off, that you would think staged. it would be Hank Heimlich. There's no way. I mean, isn't that awesome? Like, he, like, he actually saved two people's lives with his own maneuver like wow. once in like in the when he was 80 and the other time when he was 96 like years decades after he published He's like i've been stuff. waiting my whole life for this <laughs> like, you think he just hangs out in like steakhouse bathrooms like, <laughs> like come on come on somebody embarrassed, Don't be embarrassed. it does me hang on like <laughs> but how did he invent the the maneuver well i think he he I think oh, I, I don't know, but I'm no. guessing. But, but, you know, basically, well, there's the 72 people that died while he tried to perfect the maneuver. Right, that right. We don't talk I'm about. I'm gonna kick him in the throat. That didn't work. No, like the the, the, the idea uh, no, is you're, you're using the air in your lungs and you're pushing on the soft part in your like around your solar plexus <laughs> to push that that air through the through the the blocked passage. Uh, so that's what I sort of did that to myself, just with my own. Yeah, lung, lung capacity. Right, because you were using your core strength. Your amazing, amazing core strength. <laughs> I do work out. That Sick. yoga, that yoga is really paying off for you. It was fun to go to the the bathroom in the the bib covered in my sick and had to wait in line with all these people looking. You know, all these Hollywood Illuminati types. <laughs> yeah. Hey, how you doing? Illiterati. Yeah, I don't know what. Like, what do you call it? See you Tuesday. Hey, I'll, I'll, I've got a no, good picture. I, I just ended up wiping wiping <laughs> it off, and that that was fun. You didn't just get a new bib. 
It's just no, no, one no, bit it's per, one, one bit like part of the it's entry. A, it's a fancy. I'll, I'll bring it out. You can check out your Instagram page, Steve's <laughs> yes. Instagram page, if you want to see all the sick. Oh, I'm such an asshole. No, just you had to be the funny guy. And it was funny, whatever. <laughs> Get you killed the, someday. But was it at all traumatic to you? Like afterwards, did you like? Did you have any sort of like realiz- regret or realization? Would I do it again? Absolutely. No, no, no. But like, <laughs> I put it up my ass. Do you like? You know what? I, I should chew more. Like or, uh, I, I yes, I will chew more. Yeah, I I will just have pudding from now on. I'm gonna. We're gonna. I know that the hands around your throat is. I'm fucking dying. You're I, probably not going to go for that same gag of watch this giant pound of meat go down my throat without a bite. Yeah, that was that was that's a one that's a one off. That was gag. a one off. Yeah, yeah okay. it, and and no one was watching. <laughs> it was kind of for me, like look at this. I'm making a I'm making a meat burrito, and then <laughs> everyone, yeah, he's hilarious. Although meat burrito surely is slang for. Something, so, yeah. Something uh, a burrito probably. with meat in it. Say that to Lance Mountain next time you guys are getting it on. And uh, I think what the listeners really want to know um, is how, how are your balls? They're good. Yeah, they're real good. Go on. That's. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, are you wearing me undies right now? I am wearing me undies. So I am got, I. I got new uh, me undies. Uh, yeah. So am I. <laughs> the balls are good. They're, yeah. You know. Did um, you get the ones with dinosaurs on them? No. I didn't get those ones yet. I got. Oh, uh, you have a subscription. Oh, you do? No, I just am slightly addicted. I I stress purchase weird underwear when I'm when I'm feeling down. Are they a sponsor now? Uh, they they should be. They should be. Yeah, I got the yellow the ones with the lightning bolts on it. Did no. you get those ones? No. I got I got a Valentine one with kisses on it. I didn't get that one. That was that was very nice from my newly minted wife. Um, the balls are good. I I I'm trying to I'm trying yeah. to think if there's any that modal new which is three times softer than cotton is really. Cushioning. Those? I have eaten through one pair. Oh, really? There yeah, we go. So I there saw the first go. little hole in right. the ball area. In the in the ball area. Mm. Yeah. All right. But it's a so tiny little tear. You realize it's, it's, that they are a sponsor. You know, uh, as of well, like thirty I, seconds I don't ago. Think, I don't think any material on earth could withstand not my, even my toxic balls. Not even lensing more uh, uh, modal lensing no, modal. No. Are you familiar with MeUndies? Yeah, yeah. Do you, I, I uh, see do the you, ads all over Silver Lake. Ladies wear them. They do make them for women, yeah. But not not for you. I I haven't dabbled. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, when they send us that crate, you know, because they're sponsoring us now. Yes, no, please. Medium. We'll, we'll make sure yes, that me and these. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. I I I I have an assortment of different brands of underwear. Uh huh. I'm not gonna talk about it. <laughs> oh, I now think I, I, think I was a little bit more interested in what's going on with this guy's balls. Oh yeah, so you don't know that, like, oh, so right, sorry. Kruger's balls have, might been, have been a pre a topic of Cassandra. subject. Yeah, yeah, it was a pre it was a pre Cassandra time, but yeah. everyone almost still ends their emails with Kruger's balls. So oh, I, oh, that's right. So you've heard it. I've heard it. Well, this isn't completely. Okay, should we bust them out? You want to see them? Bust them. Stand up. Stand up. Basically, versions of this. Oh, I can see now. Jesus. Uh, well, it's well Lan- uh, Lance likes them very smooth, mm-hmm. and so I've been shaving them rather and, than and sanding them and sanding them, <laughs> and buffing them. Yeah, exactly. A hot wax and then a shave. So they've been smooth. sharp polish. Yeah, like gleaming. But yeah, I think um, when I was what uh, what's the hair trimmer thing? The little sideburn doohickey, a floby, whatever that little razor is. When I was razoring them, the hairs were coming in real thick. It's like. I think I was just eating through too many underwear. So uh-huh. Sha- shaving and a stronger underwear have, have made my balls much happier. 
Good, good. That's being, being married. And by association. Being married. Oh, yeah. So, so, and how is, uh, how is married how life? How are her balls? How, no, how is married life? You were married on uh, the 30th of December. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank, you. Thank you. Never forget. Never forget. The uh, Ides of December. That was good. It's been fun. Yeah. How I, sh- I should have gotten married a long time ago. What took you so fucking long? <laughs> I have those t-shirts coming for the Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the yeah. design is okay. Like okay. coming down the pike. Um, too, too bad you don't know any designers. I, I don't know what, what took me so I'm long. married to a designer. Wait, you are? Yeah. You got married too? Yeah. Jeez, I got to listen to the show. Man. I know. I know. So any plans? Where's the gay guy? Is he coming? Uh, which gay guy? The German lady? German gay Don't know Mexican guy, about. he's gone too? Yeah, don't know who you're talking about. Oh, I miss the Mexican guy. I miss that guy. Uh, any plans to move back? To Los Angeles? No. <laughs> to, to Florida. To singledom. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, uh, he's sinkhole. asking if you're going to divorce your wife. <laughs> uh, yes, it's it's being discussed. Part of why Ooh. I'm here. Oh, really? Yes. Nice. Do, do you need, need a tour of some neighborhoods here? You know, do, you mi- uh, do you miss it? Like this is actually a sincere question. Do, do you miss? Uh, obviously, of course, there's a career opportunities and things like that. But as far as uh, the lifeblood of a city, do you do you miss Los Angeles? I do, do, which I never thought I would because hmm. I hate this place. But <laughs> I found a place that I hate more. So, oh, nice. Is that true? Is is awesome? Just rubbing it's your fine. Mind? It's yeah. I miss. Actually, it was great for like six months because it's so small and so easy to to manipulate. But I. Uh, Did you go to Stubbs? You go to Stubbs a lot, huh? No, I don't like live music, so it's right, it's, lo- it's lost on me. <laughs> um, I miss. I hate white people. Mm-hmm. We're awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I looked at Marty for that one. Yeah. We're like, awful. Yeah, you were looking Not for like you. a fist bump from me. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, high right on, boom. Um, uh, I just, wow, like it's so white. It's rough, yeah. Don't like, move to Venice. It's gross down there now. Yeah, with really, the white people. They a bunch love of my friends it. are having kids, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's the solution. More fucking white people. That'll help. Well, I mean, your baby's cute and all, but. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's. We hope it's, you a, come back. it's a great place, but um, I just miss ethnic people. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Well, but there is some ethnic like representation there, right? It's There's, so white. Yeah. It's just it's just me. It's more tex, years younger. more tex than Mex. Yes, not a lot of Mex. <laughs> um, that's well. It's great to have you back. Thank we, you. We had uh, some good ramen yesterday and some. We got massages, and we had we were side side by side massages. Yeah, it was, it was, it was yeah. a tender moment. Yeah, just reaching through the curtain, just like just <laughs> fingers touching. Hold me. <laughs> Way too easy to picture. That, uh, that's yeah. one of the things I miss is is oh my the god, couples it massages was with the funniest thing. Like we go to this massage place and, and which one? Uh, Fos I am in, also a sponsor. Also now a sponsor, and it's in uh, near downtown. And yeah. the woman comes out, sees Steve, and she, I've never seen her like anyone get so excited about seeing. It was like one. She likes like, my. She sees my balls. It's too. like when a vet comes back and their dog comes and hasn't seen them in three years, and the dog's like running around. She was just like gave you the biggest hug and like and was like i have a child with her pinching so your we're, cheeks we're, and asking about tamara yeah. and it was it was the cutest thing i've been going to her since that's she's the first massage i've ever had mm-hmm. so always she, the best always the best yeah you always never forget your first well, wait, you don't get time massage you can't get <laughs> massages in texas that's not the one excuse me that's not the one on glendale is it yeah oh that one's outstanding yeah it's great um, where they hang from the ceiling yeah, and the yeah. things and, and step stand, on you. Stand. Oh yeah. god, so awesome! Yeah, best. They don't really. They just do. Yeah, there's kind of like white hippie awesome. girls in Austin that are like just kind of giving you a soft. They're petting you like a cat. Like, yeah, 
No, I need I need a Thai woman to stand on my head. Yeah, you got to get in there. Kick it's, me. And so afterwards, he's like, "Oh my god, that was so good. I need, so needed that. I want to punch that hippie Texan in the fucking mouth." <laughs> I'd gotten like, a, I'd gotten a massage a month ago, and it was it was a back rub. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "I'm gonna fucking." And they love that. Pay like, ninety bucks. You can't to, even to, enjoy to the massage. You you had to be like, I gotta go punch the hole. <laughs> just fueling. No, the I fire. enjoyed the massage, but afterward, I said, I'm gonna go kick her in the throat. Like, <laughs> that, you don't know how to massage that Thai woman. B. Last time name. I was in there, I I got a shoulder injury, and she spotted it before I even said anything, really? and went to work. And I had te- and this is when you're on, lying on your back, faced up, I had tears streaming down my face, and she kept saying, I know, I'm sorry. Just like tears, <laughs> and afterwards, I could I had a complete dead arm. I couldn't move my arm. And the next day, I'm like, oh yeah, it works. That's Fos I am. Fos I am. Twenty one seventeen. Pizarro Street. Yeah. Oh yeah. Pizarro. I'm gonna try it. Yeah. Uh, did you guys watch? Do you guys watch Real Time with Bill Maher? No. No. Uh, do you you, you, you watch? Right? Are, there, are there any fifty year olds on this podcast? <laughs> like angry, like misogynist. Who yeah. watch? Yeah, he's awful. He is awful, but he has like interesting people on. And this past, uh, he's willing to have both a lot of a lot of times both sides of an argument. He's not. Yeah, he this past it's Friday not preaching to the choir. He had uh, as his first interview Milo Yiannopoulos, who's this English uh, human enigma weirdo. Yeah, he's he's um this. Is like, he the one who's saying it's cool to hook up with? Well, he's young English. Boys. He's gay. And he's like the editor, one of the editors at Breitbart News. And mm-hmm. he, he says things like, you know, like, uh, uh, feminism is a, you know, is, is, uh, like, I don't know, things against, uh, feminism. He thinks that gays shouldn't be married. Hmm. And on the show, he says that he has commitment issues. Uh, mm. I, I don't know. Smart. And, and he, you know, and like their foundation is like, always using hate to justify what they're afraid of. Uh, I don't think men and women should get married. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> see it? Oh, I see what you did <laughs> Transitive there. Transitive property of equalities. <laughs> but he was on there. He's a good man. And he Let was. him in. No. He, was, he has like, he was supposed to pe- speak at Berkeley. And then there were all these protests, violent protests, that for him not to speak there. So they canceled the event. At another university, a transgender person was uh, uh, attacking him for for his views his alt-right views like he's a big alt-right guy even though so he's an asshole well even though some of the alt-right people hate him because he's gay and like outspoken and uh so he hates himself so so he's trying to fit in with a bunch of people who hate him by hating other people in this interview he was saying how uh transgender people like he says uh, out of the interest you know of the safety of women and children these transgender people should not be allowed in to use their identified sex bathrooms. Do you think he believes anything, or do you think he's just trying to well, that's, fit that's, in? That's or what's be in, in, on the news. interesting part. So, like, and he said, like, you know, it's known that uh, transgender people are disproportionately involved in in sex crimes, which is true, in that they're disproportionately targeted right. as sex crimes. But he didn't say that, and I don't think he meant that. I mean, obviously, his implication was these uh, that transgender. Uh, people are Whores. are um, are predators, and they're they're violent. Ass- I love that word. Whores. <laughs> well, I I think that Milo Yiannopoulos is an attention whore, and so like boom. When he was on the show, he would say Media things. Crime. He would say things inflammatory, like about whatever feminism. He said something bad about it. The audience start, started like you know moaning, and he's like, "Oh come on, you're too sensitive." Or if he'd said something. 
that inflammatory, he would say, come on, it's a joke. Can't you take a joke? And clearly he's just, he's a troll. Like he's a professional right. troll. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Are you familiar with any of his stuff? Oh, yeah. I'm reading a really good, interesting book. Um, shit. So interesting. I forgot the title. Okay. Uh, mm. Trust Me, I'm Lying. Who's that? It's, it's about this marketer and uh, the alt-right calls it their Bible. And uh, this... Uh, Confessions of a Media Manipulator. Yes. Fascinating. He's Ryan not an Holiday. alt-right guy, but he, uh, he... There was a movie like six, seven years ago called I Hope They Drink Beer in Hell. Mm-hmm. You ever hear of that? It was I've a big controversy. Yeah, you've heard of it because this... It was a no-budget movie. This marketer, um, he like organized fake protests. He had... Facebook pages that wanted to ban the movie. He, he It was he, also a book, too. Right? It was a book that was that was anti-feminism and blah, 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 blah. Uh, was blah. he like one of those guys, like those the game guys, those pickup artist guys kind of? Yeah, the writer was. But yeah. this this marketer created this controversy around it. And his his, his, his attack was he, he would send uh, stories to known feminists who would then repost it on Facebook, and then it would go viral. Uh-huh. So this is like he's sort of like the the guy responsible for the Milo's of the world, and so he was called out after the the real time thing because it for defending the practice of of men in their twenties and thirties hooking up with thirteen year old boys, mm-hmm. saying that you know it'll it'll it's ultimately beneficial you know beneficial to a thirteen year old boy to be sexually predated by an older man, and basically it's not I guess. Technically, pedophilia, it's the, what, what it's is fucking it? fucking hot. Yeah. But no, it, it, but anyhow, he got exposed as a, as a hypocrite and, mm-hmm. uh, and a creepy guy. And so he lost his book, de- his second book deal. His, yeah, he's already had a, like yeah. a New York Times bestseller. He's, and so like, I didn't, didn't even want to bring him, I never want to bring him up because he's clearly. He's the he, Westboro Baptist of. Yeah, he's like Westboro. Gay, English, right. alt-right And uh, he's, he's a, a, a more feminine Ann Coulter. Like he's just says things. It's not that hard. Yeah, he he says things to, <laughs> he to get a rise. More pearls. Yeah, he and, a lot of pearls. He loves on. his pearls, and I think that like I'm very excited that he's finally being outed for like just blatant hypocrisy. And uh, do you think and, he's the first domino to fall? It's not going to yeah. matter. No, well, I think it it is. I mean, he lost his book deal. Like he's being he's being exposed as the like attention seeking whore that he is without any real integrity or but the people who don't have integrity who think he speaks for them are just going to use that as an excuse to talk about how they're suppressed yeah but that's that's fine for them to take the country back or take the but he's he's going to lose um he's lost a lot of credibility racist dabbler he's well he's gonna lose uh he's not gonna get on these national shows anymore because he's a creep and he's a liar and he's exposed himself as being a hypocrite so that's that's a good thing mm-hmm. you know the the hate mongers are always going to look for a reason to hate you know so right. so they'll use that but i i just want to this will be the last time we'll mention him because we're going to ignore him out of existence and he'll be replaced by somebody else uh somebody else who, like steve he's yeah like, he's like i'm reading this handbook <laughs> yeah. Notice I'm, the, I'm enjoying this there's a void now yeah, yeah. jump me. in um yeah he's a turd we we just spent fifteen minutes talking about him, so but, he'll but, get another book deal. No, we're we're done. We're oh, done okay. talking about him. We're done. Um, but isn't that what that guy who runs the country does? He just he creates who? the guy that I I don't want to say his name. Yesterday was his day. It was a day. Uh, but it doesn't. Isn't that what he's doing? You just create spectacles, get people talking about you, isn't yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. Brand and it, awareness and it and it works. But I I don't think that there is a there is a breaking point. 
you know, and I think we're reaching that breaking point with, um, with, uh, what's, what's his name? Who we were just talking about? Milo? No, no, Oh, the guy that runs the country. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think people you think, are finding, you believe that? Well, I think, yeah, I think that there's been, there's, there are consequences. I don't say that, like, you believe that you, I just, I'm actually, no, 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 I'm no, genuinely out of yeah, curiosity. Like his, like his Almost popularity. Almost curiosity, if you will. Yeah. His popularity really? has gone down. <laughs> really, Papa Marty? You think it's going to happen? Yeah, well, if you believe, if you go out and vote for your oh local, gee, Mister, yeah, I wish it on my stars tonight. <laughs> mm. So yeah, uh, that's fuck that guy, fuck that guy, fuck that. Guy. Oh yeah, fuck and Larry, all of them. Larry fuck Miller, all of them, had the the best line is "Go fuck yourself." He said that, like, and then another person said "fuck you" to him, and he's like, "Oh, I have two. Go fuck yourselves. I, give me a third. Like he's like." Thrives on this is Milo. I'm talking. I hope about. you choke on the cock of a 13 year old boy, no, or something like that. He he was bragging Ew. about being into <laughs> to black guys, and then he but the alt right stands on this like racial purity right. platform. So mm-hmm. it's like you're you're just you just an say opportunist. Shit. He yeah, just wants to be famous. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's a Kardashian. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck him. Fuck that Fuck guy. All. Fuck that guy. Fuck them all. Who's uh, next? Who's next? <laughs> who else can? Yeah, Bill. Who, who, who do you have to fuck? Uh, uh, fuck all of them. Their yeah. their their greed and their fear has killed their compassion for humanity, and history will prove them to be evil, and they'll deserve they'll deserve every bit of vilification they get. Yeah, um, Cassandra, what's up, dude? You're you're at a new chapter in your life. In what way? You? I've well, just been diagnosed with cancer. <laughs> oh, sh- oh, oh, sweet. <laughs> No, I'm this, just kidding. I'm sorry. Oh, that's oh. why you're wearing the hat. Yeah. Um, no, I what? what no, yeah, you yeah. noticed. Well, you posted on <laughs> you posted on Facebook all those cute little photos of your old roommates. Oh yeah, I'm moving today. Are you moving in with Captain Handsome? No. Would we call him Captain Handsome? No, we, I don't we know. Call I don't him met him. The Midge. midge. It's it's. Oh. I well, maybe I'm trying to elevate his status yeah, among the listeners. Yeah, so I'm moving in with Captain Handsome. <laughs> I I think it should be a sitcom called All In with the Midge. All right. In with the Midge. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> where I, a depressed comedian <laughs> moves in with a Woody Allen type. A Woody Allen type. We'll yes. See what happens. Does he wear blazers around the house? No. Oh, because he's a very sharp dresser. Yeah, he does. Um, do you, is it there is. enough closet space for you? You know, with all his. No, there's not actually. Thank you for bringing this but up. But aren't his clothes okay. really small? Yeah, they're tiny. <laughs> He's got a tiny little Ken wardrobe. I got a, I, I'm bringing over one of my bigger jewelry boxes for all of his shit, and then I'll use the closet. <laughs> I got it. Yeah, tiny clothes. So, so uh, what uh, What are you going to do about you that? You dress them in like old G.I. Joe figures. Yeah. In their, in their outfits. I like when he dresses like an army man. What? What are you going to do about Army the, Mitch? The, the, the <laughs> about the closet, closet sit? We're probably going to have to sit down and have a conversation about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Time for a purge. Yeah, <clears throat> on both sides. Do you reckon? I think so. Yeah, I've got a lot of shit I don't wear. I um, think I rotate between the same seven or eight outfits because of like comfort and ease, comfort, you know, weight fluctuation, whatever's going on with me. Are you excited? Yes, I'm also very sad. Yeah. How long? I'm, how long were you with the, those roommates? Three years. Yeah, that's a pretty good run. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. And you're not leaving out of like, fuck those guys. They stiffed me on the deposit or whatever. It's like, no. it's like a, you're doing it on good terms, and that's really hard. Yes. How will they ever replace, or have they already? Uh, one of the other girls is moving in with her, Captain Handsome, and then the other girl has got 
two of her weird acting class friends moving in. So. Oh, phew, you're getting oh, just in yeah. time. You t- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's getting off a sinking ship. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, L.A. They're going to have fun. See, I, I miss this place. <laughs> <laughs> so when you got married, you finally moved in with Lance Mountain? Yeah, yeah, we finally... <laughs> I fucked the shit out of her. That was, that was a great That's what Oprah first time. says to do. Wait until you get married to move in so that little things that bug so you. you don't have fun. an easy out. Yep, pretty much. And so you're My mother always said it was all of the <clears throat> it was uh all of the problems with none of the commitment to move in with someone yeah, without being married. That's what John Hodgman says on his podcast. But uh so everybody listen to Is he a the, sponsor? The judge John Hodgman. <laughs> Does he wear me undies? Um, so I disagree. You okay, just, I was about to say, is. like, you, you just quoted Oprah and you're like, fuck Oprah, I'm going in. <laughs> yeah. All in with the midge. <laughs> fuck well, I've that lived guy. with boyfriends before. I'm incredibly impulsive. So yeah. it's, it'll be fun. But this wasn't impulsive. <laughs> yeah, no, this wasn't. You went to France with him. We did go to oh, France. Yeah. yeah, we went to Paris. So Paris. We went to Paris. Um, yeah, we, we, uh, my wife, uh, we moved in. How is your wife? I haven't seen her in, uh, she's, since uh, before she was your wife. She's in the bedroom. Uh, she, we moved in. She wouldn't move in unless we were engaged. So I was like, oh, all right, fine. Here's a ring. You know, ooh, conditions. Mm. Yeah, and I like it. Power yeah. play. But, but it, I think it was good. And then we also moved into a new place together, which I think was good. Oh, this very smart. A new place. Well, this we, was no nobody's place. Yeah, we moved. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, very smart. So then we, I always thought even, it was her place. Even I was like, She's got a nice fucking house. Yeah. No, we didn't have to fight over like this is my closet because I just said, Okay, you can have it. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't have to fight over anything because I gave in. Yeah. But no, it was not like then it's not like, oh, you're like, oh, why why are you putting your things there? That's my where that goes, you know. Yeah. And, yeah. Um I luckily have been footing. I've been heavily involved in his apartment. Since he moved in, right, right. So, yeah, I know where everything he owns is. Yeah. Um, oh, there's stuff going on here. What? What? Uh, do you have a to bunch go? of ladies showed up? Yeah. Better uh, halves. Hey, it's Lance Mountain. I, I gotta go, guys. Okay. There's a bunch of better right. halves in here. Bye. Bye, everybody. Steve. Bye, Lance Bye, Mountain. Steve. Do you want to say hi to everybody, Lance? Hi. On the mic, just say hi. Hey, everybody! Congratulations on the Thank marriage. You. All right, mm-hmm. move back. Yeah. All right. I uh, hope you sell something, Steve, so you can move back. Bill. Yes. Great to see you. Nice to see you. And congratulations. We've been just, so excited uh, about uh, the movie. Have some movie just crushing. It's been fun. Yeah. It's been very fun and uh, very fun. I did not realize that Vivian worked at Slamdance. She works a lot of festivals, yeah. Yeah, yeah so I didn't for those of you until I saw a, a um uh, the podcast's own Vivian Martinez. So mm-hmm. yeah, if you haven't listened uh, for a while, Vivian uh, works at Slam Dance, and oh, she's such an outstanding comedian too. And mm-hmm. um, Bill's movie, Dave Made a Maze, won the Audience Award at Slam Dance. Yeah, we had a world premiere, uh, took home the Audience Award. Uh, we had a, at least half our cast out there: Nick Thune, Mira, uh, Rohit Kambani, um, Scott Krinsky, James Urbaniak was there, Adam Bush, Scott Narver. Uh, Nick Thune did an impromptu stand-up set during one of the happy hours. Vivian nice. did the opening. Oh yeah, she, she mentioned that. she was outstanding. Yeah. She was great. They were they were and, great. And then Vivian pairing. ran two Q's and A's with you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she gave the Q's. I gave the A's. It was uh, great. It was it was overwhelming. It was exhausting. Uh, I hate the winter. Really? Um, 
I hate it so much. And there was a full-on blizzard the sure. day of our second screening. Did you march while you were on. there? I didn't because that was the day of our second oh, screening. Shit. Or no, no, no. Sorry, that's not true. The march was. Oh, the it's day... because you don't care about women. That's, that's right. also true. Mm. Um, that's also true. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I do plenty of walking on my own. I don't need to add more. To... Right. No, the the I actually was doing a huge press block during the march. Ah, right. Um, which meant that I couldn't get any of the buses, shuttles in, so I had to hitchhike into town and then run over a mile in the snow in a mad. No wonder why you to get hate to my winter. first. Um, to get to my first radio interview. So uh, thanks for that, ladies. Um, um, yeah. Just kidding. You're, you're all great. Um, but it was awesome. Yeah. There was a ton of... I wasn't expecting to have as much press as we did. We had a really good publicist. We had... There was... We got good press even before the publicists got their hands on it because of the unique nature of the film. A nice variety review. Great variety review. Great Hollywood <laughs> Reporter review. Actually, haven't had, fingers crossed, uh, knock on wood, haven't had a negative review yet. Mm. Oh, I'll give it. I'll give it. Um, <laughs> Even Everything, the ones that were mixed or, or presented to us as mixed reviews had superlative um, comments about the the nature of the comedy, the nature of the production design. Have you had a screening great. here in L.A.? We have not. Um, I did secure representation out of the oh, festival no. in my new... As a writer-director, so I'm as, represented as a... As a distributor. You need to have a distributor rep. No. The film has a sales agent, okay. a top sales agent, one that oh, deals a top one, top one, one oh, that deals wow. in uh, the best Oscar kind I winning films, uh-huh. mm. um, multiple Oscar winning films, uh, and we're working with them to secure distribution. Uh, but I have uh, agents and managers as a writer director. Oh, that's excellent. And my are they top two? They are actually. Um, and my my agency has one of the best screening rooms in Los Angeles. Which agency is screenings. it? Uh, United Talent Agency. What UTA? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nice. And they're hosting two screenings, like for to introduce the film to studio execs, producers, some creative types, people who production companies, people who might want to partner on the next film. And that's exciting. Me down the line, it's very exciting. Are you meeting uh, on work for hire things too? Uh, not yet. Although they've asked me about it, and I said I'm more than happy to do that. But right. I have so many projects so for to those, pitch that I'm sort of pushing more to be a, a writer, a creator. Yeah, so those uh, there, there's a, you can be a director who gets assigned to a project, or you can develop your own. And you know, uh, some people find one way harder than the other, and you know, and also, but you, I'd love to do a, both as an auteur, right? You know? Well, there there is that. I definitely would like to be a creator. Um, on the other hand, every project that I've had has had a heavy, heavy dose of collaboration, even in, and particularly in the writing stage, mm-hmm. and I, I really enjoy it. Excuse me, and I've done it with different writers, so I, I don't I don't have any I don't have any anything against being a work for hire or taking on somebody else's vision um, behind the camera. But for now, because Dave Made a Maze is so personal and singular, I would like to I would like the next project to be the same. Right, right. Um, and in that same sort of genre of, or, or not necessarily genre, but the same sort of visual style of, of. It's interesting. The I I I laid out three three movies that we want to do next, mm-hmm. um, and they're all nuts, and they're all involves sorts of reworkings, reimaginations, and sort of mashups of things that we love, which Dave Mineva is very much was. cheese. There, uh, cheese hasn't come into play. I love play cheese. Yet. I don't. I've, oh. I've been uh, uh, accepting movie. that I might be lactose intolerant. I might be. Welcome. It's fartlicious. Yeah. <laughs> I just know that the ice cream hurts my stomach. So I'm sort of like, well, then I won't eat cheese. Yep. Yeah. I've thrown out mm. the baby with the bathwater, maybe, but I don't want a tummy ache. Yeah. You also don't want to like fart nasty. Right. Yeah. Fart Regular farts are, nasty. dry farts are great. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I got what you're saying. Oh, okay. So it's about farting. Then. Yes. 
It's a movie about dry farts and how awesome they are. So indirectly, it is about cheese. Um, (laughs) No, they're not. They're they're it. It'll be clear that the next picture is from the minds of Dave Made a Maze, but it's not. It doesn't have that sort of Goonies um, labyrinth feel. Although it has monsters. Mm. It has ice monsters. Here, there be. Monsters. I want to see this movie. Um, yeah, there so- will be. I, there's a chance I might have extra invites for the UTA screening. I don't know how big their facilities are. You said it was one of the biggest in the. I only I said take it was up one of the best. Uh, I only take up one seat. So <laughs> um, I, I like one for my popcorn. The, the other for my hibachi to cook. Well, know, the midge can probably things. share the seat with the popcorn. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but we are also going to be screening at the ArcLight in town um, under the umbrella of Slam Dance. Oh. oh, which is a public screening that you know, and we have like a hundred tickets to give out, so I would be giving those to friends and family. But then oh. people can also, like people like Dave Castro, can can buy a ticket to see it. Too. Yes, if he's in Los Angeles, yeah, uh, and then he we is. are coming. We have a slew of festivals coming up, but uh, go only to- one that I'm able to announce at this point, which is Omaha. Are you going to go? Uh, I'm going to many of them. I'm, Are you gonna I'm go not to going Omaha? to all of them. I'm not going. Omaha is the one I can't get to. There's no. There's oh, no shucks. There's no financial support for us to get there. Uh-huh. And uh, and I'm not flush right now, so I can't just take right. off. Also, I'm I should be writing around the clock to get this next feature ready to go. Indie yes. films make you so much money, don't they? Oy. It's it's interesting because it's this is like a, a total apex of my career. You know, I'm I'm at I'm at Brillstein now with for management. I'm at UTA as a as a writer director. I've got a, a a film that won an an audience award that's going around so the world. These are the like the top agencies and but man man I'm not making any money. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> you know, so very so it's, and, it's all about what's and the, the next clock thing. is on you to is on to the next make, six months for you essential. to make money for your agency and your you right. know your management and company. to capitalize on on the whatever the festival heat or whatever they would call it so that <laughs> it's more it, people will be more interested in what i have to say in the next six months than they will two years from now unless and so how's this the sale of for everybody else in the world who's not privy to to film festivals um like are you what does the distributorship look like right now? Um, it's looking good. We um, There are some companies I would have loved to have worked with that passed, um, which was disappointing. It was a huge storm in Park City the day that we had six or seven confirmed distributors coming to the show, uh. and none of them made it. Um, Fuck so, the snow. No wonder yeah. you hate winter. You have to run in it for a mile, yeah. and it prevents people it from keep with checkbooks from seeing your movie. It was a drag. And so they didn't get to see it. They saw an online screener, but they didn't get to see it in a sold-out, enthusiastic environment with mm-hmm. the sound cranked up and all that. Um, so some people that I would have loved to have worked with passed. Some of them have said, not this movie, but we want to know what you're doing next. Mm-hmm. Um, and these are some big companies that release some of my favorite films. So it's like that. there's a chance to partner ahead of time with them. Walt Disney? Not that. Um, A24? Yes, that one. Yeah, that's a um, good one. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. So, um, so that's fine. Um, and then we've, we've had, we have had offers and we're making counter offers at this point. And we've had, we've met with some of the people who've made offers and they would be great companies to work with. It's just about coming to terms. Right. And then when, once, I, once we know that, then I'll know when the bigger rollout it'll be, it'll, it would be, there'd be an online component, um, but also a, a in theaters component. Now, how did point. you enjoy the Q and A, Q's and A's? They were fun. There were a lot of us, and I I couldn't bring. We had over thirty people at the premiere awesome. who worked on the movie or were in oh, the movie, right? And I couldn't bring thirty people up. The for people Q&A who were in the movie were also nice. working on the movie, correct? Yeah. Um, so there was part of me was really stressed because part of the Q and A was me bringing up the team and the people that I wasn't able to bring up. Uh, all that's that's 
who I was thinking about the whole time. Right. Mm. Right. Um, like, oh, don't want to be a dick. You know. Right. Like, uh, but I talked to everybody ahead of time about who, you know, about the Q and A and who. Oh, that's so awesome! I, I made sure that there were no hard feel, like there were no surprise, there were no awful surprises for people. And thankfully, that- we had two screenings. At the second screening, a lot of people had left town; they just came in for the weekend, and their uh, second screening was on a Monday, so I was able to bring up some people who weren't there the first time around. Right. Uh, Vivian does an amazing job. She's you've all heard her. She's an outstanding uh, show show person. She's going to. Uh, she's working Tribeca, Tribeca for yeah. the next two months. Oh, nice! So she, oh, she, she's going to she New did York. That, she's done that before, right? Oh yeah, she, yeah, yeah. she uh, works at a lot of different festivals. She worked at AFI for a while. Oh, nice! She, right. yeah, she bounces around one. festivals. Yeah. Oh, the sun's coming out, um, because and it's shining on you, Bill. <laughs> uh, but I, there's, I like Q and As when it's well moderated, but then when it gets to the audience cues. Do it can friend, be rough. Um, I'm trying to remember. Like, what's the worst? Like, what's the most annoying? Oh, oh, yeah. What was your budget? What was your schedule? Yeah, someone what was, was asking budget? about what was your schedule. I, I, some, if someone asked me about the How schedule, I'm proud because it's insane what we did in so little time. So right. that, that I can have a, I can have an interesting conversation. Also, doing things like this, having an improv background, just being super fired up about the movie. You know, I was I was on stage too. It wasn't just Vivian who was performing. I was I was all in. Nick was hilarious in the Q and A. Right. Um, but yeah, the budget one was tough because uh, this is sort of a little insider. I don't know if it's interesting, but you don't want to let people know what your budget is mm-hmm. because part of a distribution deal is is a money upfront minimum guarantee. And if they know you made it for nothing, then, then they'll offer you nothing, nothing right. and assume you'll be happy with it. Right. So you, I mean, the movie looks like a five million dollar movie. So we want everyone to think. Wait, so what? Didn't you didn't pay five million? <clears throat> okay, we well then I'm gonna lower my didn't pay check. Five million. You mm. just you just told everybody. Well, you can't get in Slam Dance. Your film has to be under a million dollars. So. Oh, really? That's yeah. one of the things? First oh. time director, under a million dollar budget. Oh, oh I really? I didn't mm-hmm. realize that. So you can't go back? I can go back to the beyond slam dance portion, but I cannot participate in the narrative film competition element of slam dance. Oh, cool. So, fuck those guys. Speaking of beyond slam dance, there was a movie there called Future 38, which was outstanding. I was going to ask you if you got a chance to see any movies. I there. did. The first three, four days was all about promoting our film, photo shoots, interviews, um, putting up posters, handing out flyers, trying to get people to come to make sure our, our screenings were sold out. And then once we were on the other side of that, it, Slam Dance is great because it just takes place in one building, this old like family-owned inn, whereas a lot of other festivals, including Sundance, are very spread out. So you're going up and down the block, and then there's the one movie you really want to see that's three miles away, and it, it's not easy. But this was all completely self-contained. All the happy hours, all the... Um, workshops, everything was in one building. It was awesome. So the last three days of the festival, I just bounced back and forth between the ballroom and the gallery, the ballroom, the gallery. That's good that you, you, cause like it, it can wow. be like so overwhelming with all the press and stuff that you don't get a chance to experience the film festival. Right. And the first weekend I saw nothing. Like right. there were some movies that only played that first weekend that I didn't get to see, which, which I was very disappointed in. Right. But by the end of it, I got to see this great, uh, German indie, beautifully shot called Beat Beat Heart. Uh, Future 38 was outstanding. So it's a screwball comedy set in the future or something it's like that? It's awesome. Yeah. It's yeah. like, it's, it's filmed and feels exactly like a movie from the forties, but it's, it's the, the plot is that they've uncovered this film that was made in the forties about what 2017 is like. Mm. Uh, and it was just perfect. It was, it was perfect. Um, there Wait. was an outstanding Bukowski documentary. Uh, this, uh, kid's mother was an Italian journalist and had a whole day, four cameras shooting Bukowski. Hanging out, drinking, smoking all day, and she found the footage. 
where like last year i was like oh my god i forgot about this interview and he where he's yelling at his wife and, and no oh, not that one thankfully oh, that's um, a that's a tough one no this is this is uncovered footage like this has not been seen anywhere she hadn't released any of this footage anywhere so it was all fresh um that was an outstanding doc there was a really fun doc on sly and the family stone and this guy one white kid's journey to meet sly it was nuts it's really fun uh neighborhood food drive was super weird i'm glad i saw that one did you it's just cool did you cross over into sundance at all i saw one sundance screening people who came in with finishing funds for us also executive produced the little hours you heard about that one and you're like ours was better well it's interesting because we went to this huge screening it was really sort of a cold clinical atmosphere there were a lot of people not dressed for the weather but trying to show off mm. i was like what the fuck is this and some guy gets up and goes okay and he's super manicured he's wearing super expensive clothes and his hair is perfect he's like okay let's hear it for independent film i was like Ugh. what the f- this movie is john c Riley, aubrey plaza allison brie molly shannon kate mccucci dave kate franco McCucci, nick offerman and dave frank what the fuck are you talking about independent film fuck you and it was weird because i'd never been to like i hadn't been to a like a small film but well no that's not true i hadn't been to a film festival as a director and this whole idea of indie film like i didn't like proudly make an indie film I said I could only raise so much money and it was right. time to make a movie. So we just made it. Um, and then all of a sudden I had this like chest pounding, like, wow, oh, you're not independent film. I am. <laughs> it's kind of stupid, yeah. but I'm slam dance. Fuck right. Sundance. But I, it was, slam dance uh, is so that- punk rock that you totally get that community us versus them. Fuck the big guys vibe. It was really cool. It was an, it was an awesome festival. It was awesome. You just walk in that, that in and you feel that sense of, bunch of filmmakers just trying to make weird stuff and go all in you know so the little hours was not good little hours was good it was it was very different it was, it was a very different movie than ours but most movies are very different than ours um it was good it got picked up it got distribution same guys who picked up um napoleon dynamite mm. but just the the sundance atmosphere was just corporate like Every, at&t presents right, no everything is sponsored like, yeah. yeah and treasure mountain inn was just us trying to show each other this cool stuff we did last year you know but there was some sponsorship there too yeah, yeah. but even the sponsors were very hands-on uh i mean they, they have had opportunities for sponsors that they've turned down yeah they yeah. make sure that the sponsors that are involved are filmmaker like, friendly there to help like, like me andy's was oh, me i wish me andy's was there i wear them every day did you get any swag i did i got a cool baseball hat uh hmm. i got a water bottle i got <laughs> wireless headphones for doing an interview which was Ooh. cool um i got a wool hat that i wore up in joshua tree yesterday uh i think i gave away or threw out most of the rest i got a whole like suitcase full of weird stuff for the first tv interview i did but i just gave it away to everybody in the house um i don't people haven't been i don't know if people aren't tweeting in why aren't people tweeting in questions for for bill um yeah. i just thought that people didn't want to talk to me oh <laughs> yeah why aren't people tweeting in that they don't want to talk to Cassandra? Yeah. <laughs> Why aren't they uh, tweeting in statements? What's your problem, statements? Yeah. Uh, so, how is um, how is your life going? I'm sorry, I've been talking to just the men. And We've I've, got a minute left. Cassandra, how's your... <laughs> uh, police are trying to capture a runaway cow on the loose in Jamaica, Queens. What is that? So, that's cool. For anyone... Well, that was a wasted opportunity for yakety sacks. Right? Uh, I'm going to just retweet what I just referenced. Um, but there's a runaway cow in Jamaica, Queens right now, New York. Um, how's my life? I, I, I don't know. I'm moving today. I, oh, today? Yeah. Today. And today. you're still here. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm leaving behind like all my big stuff. Okay. I, I'm a very, um, I don't attach myself to material things. So, um, oftentimes when I move, I just get like new shit sometimes. Like the Midge owns a lot of the things that I'm leaving behind. So why bother? Although his bed is very tiny. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That goes without saying. No surprise. Yes, yes. But it's a matchbox. Yeah, but, but that's so okay. Cute when you're all t- yeah, tucked in there, and he also and- bought a queen size bed for me though, so that's nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no. So it's just like pretty. It's going to be like a pretty chill and depressing day. I think it's not going to be like a you're big, not looking forward to the new chapter. You're I absolutely a hundred percent am so excited to move in and live somewhere else, and um, I'm so excited, but. You know, I was up until 3 a.m. with my roommates last night, like, sad, you know? Oh. So it was kind of like... I don't I'm care still... about anybody as much as you care about your roommates. <laughs> I've had a lot of people tell me that before. <laughs> they're like, why do you care so much? It's like, because they're my fucking friends. <laughs> <laughs> I love them. Do you uh, feel like you're not going to see them very... I obviously won't course. see them as much, of course, yeah, but no, do you I'll feel like you them. won't see them? Because, ah, you know, the one one's just, like, such a pain in the ass to drive, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, like, i No, I'm moving to Burbank. <laughs> Oh, well, then fine. The valley? It'll be fine. Back to the valley. Uh-huh. Um, no, it's totally going to be fine. I'm being dramatic. Um, I quit my job, so I'm they unemployed. Um, but you're writing. Right? Um, but I'm writing. And then what else is going on? Um, What's it like living with Mickey? Oh, he's fun to live with. He's nice. Is Mickey the Midge? No, Mickey's the Midge's roommate who's and, living in the basement. And oh, he's wow. been on the uh, he's been on the podcast a couple times. Mm-hmm. We love we love Mickey. Yeah, he's fun to live with. Um, Why? Because he's funny, and well, him and I are actually working on uh, something together. So that's nice. So a very campy horror film type thing. So I've nice. been enjoying working with him. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Have you been watching a lot of campy horror films? N- no. We're going to start. Um, it's a little bit... I've, I feel like um, a lot of the people I collaborate with are like people who are like very horror film obsessed people, which is weird because I don't like to watch horror films because I don't like to get scared. Um, right. So, I yeah, it's it's not really my my wheelhouse but mm-hmm. i'm gonna start watching more like silly horror films and things like that yeah watch um uh john dies at the end no john dies at the end is crazy I usually tucker, and dale, tucker and dale versus evil is a good one because it's not it sort of embraces a lot of the, the tropes but it's also very like silly and light what was the, the one, one that the i love one with frank Kranz. oh the, the cabin in the woods cabin that's in the, the woods. one i was just yeah, the, yeah what was the one i loved to get that was, was actually pretty scary that one you know? yeah but it was great you know yeah. you have to see because it's completely batshit totally over the top mm-hmm. super campy horror mm-hmm. there's this japanese movie called house House. Have you ever seen? Oh, no, I haven't seen it. Nuts! It's completely nuts. I feel like the Japanese ones are usually the most scary ones. It's it's not. 
it has it's images not, that are jarring, but it's not like the tortury. It's torture not the one. Stuff. It's not the it's, show with the Japanese Hugh Laurie, who's like limps around and solves solves medical it's things. It's not. It's much scarier. No, but it's not scary. It's just super weird. There's like stop motion elements. There's weird. Pu- it, it's they throw everything you've ever seen in every movie into this movie. Is that on Netflix? It makes almost no sense. No, but you can get it at the Little Tokyo Library. Okay. <laughs> um, so you can get it for free. Okay. Uh, and I Don't watched it twice. I took it out of the library and... It's from 1977. It's a, yeah. It's, it's an old... Okay. It's the Los Angeles Public Library. It just happens to be in Little Tokyo. Oh, okay. Um, it's part of the LAPL system. LAPL? Yep. Yeah. Uh, it's outstanding. I've, and it, it I've, I've actually no heard sense. of it, but... Uh, yeah. Just watch the trailer. Tweet out the tra- trailer if you can. Even the trailer, you're like, oh, yeah, this is completely crazy. Okay. All right. And while you're doing that... oh. And we'll put it on the, the Tumblr page, uh, or yeah. so hopefully Tyson or Darren will put it on the, the Tumblr page that's, oh, that is, um, that is uh, what is it, newinnerpodcast at uh, .tumblr.com. And wh- what were you going to say? What I was going to say was, ladies and gentlemen, it's the top of the hour, what? and you're listening to, I don't know, whatever the show is called now. Nooner. Nooner. The Nooner Podcast on whatever network we're on now. This podcast. What network are we on? Ah, Jesus Christ. That's the soundtrack of our lives. Swedish. The hell just happened? Well, I just hit a cue and, and then it played the next thing that was on there. The soundtrack of our lives. Mm. What, what network are we in? The Smodco Internet Radio on the Network. Smodcast Internet Radio you Network. You gotta just record him doing that. No, it's a, I like having him here. And then you do a good job of it, too. I don't do a good job. Don't so That was not short. a good job of the top of the hour that I just did, by no, the way. I, know, I you couldn't can... remember the name of the show. I don't know what network we're on. I got so you. Bearded Baca wants to know when the public screening will be. I would say just tune in to go to slamdance.com. Uh, and, yeah, there's also, and, there is a sign up on davemadeamaze.com, city specific, where you can get a notification for when the film is playing in your city. That so would include festival. So pretend that festival. you're in LA and then uh, Bearded Baca and then you'll get notified when it's... But that would playing. include festival uh, trips because we are going around, the, literally going around the world. So and uh, sign up. Uh, Tyson so says exciting. congratulations. And then, um, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's, it's been fun to see the, the tweets and, the, and, and people who've joined our Facebook fan page and, and uh, Instagram account and, and been supportive before anything happened, you know? Did your mom see it? Did you show it to your mom? My mother has not seen the current cut. She saw a rough cut back in the day, but, uh, well, actually, I can't say that. Never mind. She will be seeing it. I'll put it that way. My brother did come out to the uh, world premiere with, with a couple of the Cleveland friends, and that was great because he was one of the investors, too, so he was he was very, very proud, very supportive. Oh, that's of course. cool. Um, hold on just a second. Um, Marty's typing away this, with a dog the, in his lap. Are the birds tweeting? Is that in the headphones or is that outside? I think it's just in your head. <laughs> <laughs> You're just happier than you think you are. Oh, okay. No, I, hear, I hear him. Yeah, but is it headphones or is it outside? It's outside. It's outside. Yeah. We're going to do it in the mail sack. Mail sack, mail sack. Come on, get my hands back. Ambient. 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 I'm tired. Ambient. Just an ambient uh, yeah, bird sound. Gonna... Just to calm everyone down. <laughs> oh wait, we have Oh, we hit the mail sack. I we have another mail sack song. Sorry, do uh, we? We have a new mail sack. Yeah, song? yeah. Um, I keep saying we as if I'm part you're, of. You you are part of this. You're, you once once yeah, you're in, you're always in. Cut yourself short. Yeah. Um. Hold on. Uh. Let's see. Here we go. Um. What oh, is really loud? Shit on this. Go ahead, Bill. While we read it, he 
Aww. Very sweet. I like the more aggressive bebop version, but it's very sweet. Um, Real sack. Okay, first one. So I missed it uh, last time we had a show because we were just uh, so... Just gabbing? Yeah, we were gabbing. We got into it. Um, Ryan... Who I uh, Ryan is in Australia, and I think he's the one. I think he took his wife's name uh, last name, which is uh, interesting. Uh, Big. That's just not. Well, it's just that's what. Oh my that's god! The joke that was hanging in the air that no one, wanted, including myself, wanted to say. So then I just did. So no you one else had to. Yeah. I just took a bullet for everybody. That's all I'm saying. Eh, I think okay. it's amazing, personally. But I, I, yeah. right. I think it's cool. Yeah, but there was this opportunity to make. But I could be wrong about that. But anyhow, Ryan writes in that he's a fag. I I spent most of the last two months traveling around. You get mad, but you just laugh. Uh uh. Um, I spent most of the last two months traveling around Europe and the UK on my honeymoon, and have just caught up on the podcast that I've missed. Um, We had a bunch of great experiences overseas, but one thing we did in particular stands out. In the last week of our trip, my wife and I had lunch at the Fat Duck. That's Heston Blumenthal's restaurant in. I don't know, Bristol, something like that. Oh, no, I don't know. You guys. Congratulations. I said it off mic, but congratulations. Yeah. Um, actually, so he says, I assume Marty is familiar with it. My brother-in-law actually used to work there. So uh, it is a restaurant run by Heston Blumenthal, Michelin-starred British chef. This is um, the biggest indulgence of our trip and a well-deserved one. I mean, I think if you're going to go someplace, you have to, you can't just go like, oh, where's the McDonald's here? You know, I want... Like you go to, or let's get our yourself. picture taken outside this restaurant. We're not going to actually go to, right? Right, and you know it's well done. Those are important. Uh, it was booked for Don't months in advance, yourself, and um, bookings generally fill up the morning of, of release and almost cost almost as much as my first used car. Well, that was money well spent. I think that that's an experience that nobody, that very few of us can have. And, very well deserved. Yeah, and, uh, and so something he, you'll always have together. He's like this uh, crazy. See, I can be sincere. I wasn't listening. I was looking at a tweet. He's this, uh, but I'm sure you said beautiful things. <laughs> he's like this crazy science, sciencey chef, you know. Like he's has one this, of the ones that uses dry ice and things, uh, li- liquid nitrogen. Hello, um, but yeah, Are he this has, not the same thing. No, one's liquid and one's were. ice. Um, one's carbon dioxide, the other's nitrogen. Smoky, smoky. Uh, but he does Nerd. a thing where, like, you know. <laughs> It's like uh, you're supposed to think of the beach, so he has headphones that you put on that like play ocean sounds while you eat like this edible sand and you know stuff like that. Like that sounds insanely pretentious. It, but it's you, like come to a restaurant, a, we can assure you that you our cooks tell me what to think about, tell you what to listen yes. to, tell you what to do. Our cooks cook this but while listening to seashells, and it tastes so you can taste the difference. But th- I think that <laughs> I promise. <laughs> It's it, a, no, I swear. Just you, do it. No, you can taste the difference. Trust me. Don't think too hard about it. Or, or uh, have a stupid. cook cook you this meal <laughs> yep. while not thinking of the beach and instead thinking of a dumpster. It's going to taste different. We take two pints of your blood so that you need to, to sustenance <laughs> and you feel more hungry. And just about the time when you're going to pass out, we give you a glass of orange juice. <laughs> And then tell you Kick to you in the balls. tell you to stand up, and then we play the pass out game, and then it's the best meal of your life. Um, well, I think that it would be different than eating like at a big steakhouse, where the point is to get stuffed with like right. a giant hunk of meat. Here, it's more like food is art, which is you know by definition pretentious. And nothing uh, wrong with the effort, though. No, I, I'm 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 all for it. So he says that this brings me to a question. What is the most ridiculous thing you have ever indulged yourself with? It could be terms, in terms of money, time, or 
sheer unnecessary extravagance. Thanks for the free funny, Ryan in Australia. Two Ryan years again, of having sex with so many people. That was hmm. my answer. And, there you go. And, and that's going to start next week, right? <laughs> <laughs> Starting now. It was just kidding. I'm sure I've indulged myself in lots of other things. Um, getting a, a Thai massage, <clears throat> holding hands with Steve <laughs> Kruger, and, uh, you know... Um, what about what about you, uh, William? My my lovely lady took me for an outstanding birthday experience the whole time. And I was like, well, this is how rich people. This is a Tuesday morning for a rich person. What was the experience? Um, there is a Japanese massage parlor called Tomo or Tomoko called Tomoko in Beverly Hills, and it's this it's a three sixty experience of like you you fill out this form and tell them where where you want them to concentrate on the massage there's like the hot stones thing they did a couple's massage that was perfectly choreographed where they first bring you tea then work on your feet and literally they're they're the, the two masseuses are in, are in perfect coordination lifting cool. setting things down and it, all all along the way you get these little treats and you know these kooky japanese snacks and stuff and then you get this full-on massage, and then you're left in this big room, which has uh, an onsen bath and a, a huge uh, overhead shower um, to wash all the oil and everything off. And then you are served, and you get these kimonos, and then you're served a sugarfish sushi dinner. Oh. <laughs> and so sugarfish is a, a, a very high-end sushi. Right? It's, well, it's a sugarfish is so good. Yeah. That it would have been like the, the best thing at the end. I want to do that. You know, and oh. she knew the owner, so we got a discount, and it was my birthday, so it was a special case. There were a lot of like. Is she of Japanese descent? She is Korean. Oh, of Korean descent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, her, her folks are, are uh, came over, I think, in their 20s. Mm. Excellent. In the even 20s been or in their 20s? Both. Uh, I've, been, wow. I've been learning a little Korean. Oh, did, did yeah. she speak Korean? She, it's interesting. She, her. Fa- her parents speak in Korean, and they a- the family answers in English, so she understands it fluently. Oh, but she doesn't actually speak it. That's like my wife. Oh yeah, yeah. My wife. And she's uh, Chinese. Yeah. 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 Um, does does sure. uh sure Mandarin or um Cantonese Cantonese? Uh, does, so she wouldn't say sure. Uh, she responds in English. Did you not hear what you you just said? Yeah, but she could say if she wanted. She not according to her. Sure. Um. Have you been watching Korean cinema with your? your uh, Train to Busan lady? was awesome. Yeah, uh, I wanted to see what. What are you? What are you gawking at? <laughs> You're just I'm checking cow updates. Spa. No, I was looking at the spa and what they offer. It's amazing. And then um, I scroll down to the price. Yeah, so, no, it's insane. But like I said, we got a we got a discount because of uh, yeah. her personal relationship, and it was a splurge. I mean, we're talking about splurges. It was yeah. a splurge right. because of my birthday. Yeah. yeah. But the, the whole time so I was like, I am having fun. I would do this every day, and this is insanely indulgent and right. unnecessary. Yeah. Right. What so, did you have done? Oh my goodness! <laughs> I did Hi, not even see you come in. It's nice to see you. Did you have a, a rub and a face? Uh, so and I didn't do any face business. So the question is, um, what is the most ridiculous thing you have ever indulged yourself with? It could Courtesy be of Ryan, who just went on a honeymoon with his new wife, and it, it could be in oh. terms of money, time, or sheer unnecessary extravagance. Boy, oh and, boy, that's a great question. Yeah, and so Bill's girlfriend, a lady friend, um, took you to a spa, mm-hmm. but like, like a crazy, like super fancy Japanese spa. I once in went Beverly to Hills. a spa in. Um, what is, is Guadalajara on the east side of Mexico? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so I think it was a, a, a hot spring spa in Guadalajara. 
which is pretty far from Los Angeles. And my friend teased me. He Guadalajara said, is not on the coast, but no, but it's on the east side, though, closer mm, to the east. It's closer to the west. It's in oh, then what's the other one that's closer to the east? Uh, Guadalupe. No, uh, Veracruz. Oh, I don't uh, remember. But my friend make fun of me. He said you flew to Mexico for a massage. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a pretty nice. Is uh, that a good massage? Uh, I didn't. Uh, no, you know the massage part was the worst part. But the hot springs and mm. the peaceful nature and the good food, chilaquiles, oh, delicious. Mm. So that also I have a soda stream, soda making machine, which mm. is pretty indulgent. It's like pennies for every right, but there are people who don't even have water, and and here I am saying I I can't eat water unless it have bubbles in it. But you could say that about like you know having clothes with color. Like how dare well, I have clothes? That's what I pick is my extravagant thing. I think it's extravagant. I want one of those so bad. I love it. Mm-hmm. Oh. Because I can't drink water without bubbles. I think every any time I've been to your house, I don't think that there's water without bubbles. Yeah, but ultimately, you, you, you shouldn't feel bad about it because it's your, your, it's better for the environment. It's cost effective. To put bubbles? No, to, to, to have a bubble maker buying, instead of buying bottled oh, water. Yeah, there, bottles, at least that. Soda water. Yeah, yeah. Bill, it's so nice to <laughs> see you. I heard all it. about your movie because I was listening. Oh, there you go. As I was getting ready. And boy, oh boy, that's exciting. It's been pretty exciting. You have people behind you and you're mm-hmm. winning awards yeah. and you're flying in hither and Tither? there. Tither? Tither? <laughs> Tether? <laughs> It's great news. I'm really happy for you. You work so hard. Thank you. And you have a great talent in you. Thank you very much. And now it is spilling out and other people can see it all over you. It's (laughs) it's an interesting (laughs) way of putting it. Uh, It's really, when we were um, doing the sound mix, you know, when, well, of course, Giselle, you know firsthand, when someone's speaking, um, when English isn't their first language, sometimes they can say things very bluntly but poetically. Oh, yeah. Intentionally or not. Yeah. And I think this was intentional because it's, it's very poetic minded person but this iranian woman was doing some sound mixing for us and there was a lot of music involved and and um and uh the the rhythm of music in the edit and the sound design and everything um so she was asking me about was i a musician did i play in a band and and our sound designer was a harmonica player so everybody involved in the movie was a musician at some point my producer was the lead singer of my high school band blah 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 my old bandmates did this soundtrack so i was talking about how I'd spent 10 years failing in music and her, her way of saying it was like, I'm glad she basically said, I'm glad you failed in music and I'm glad you failed as an actor. Otherwise we wouldn't have this movie. Yeah. And I was like, I ouch, too. ouch, thanks. I'm really ouch. glad you're a perfect <laughs> failure. Exactly. That was kind of her angle. Your, your failure is now a success. <laughs> can I ask My a question? My failure is everyone else's uh, success. Marty? Cassandra, can I ask a question? Sure. The, because what you bring up uh, tied to something I was thinking about. I'm, what's going, I'm going to do some storytelling later on uh, mm. in a month, but, uh, in March. But the theme of the night is... I don't know a, if we have enough tape for that. Is <laughs> a, the um. theme of the night is God send. Mm. And I'm not quite... What do that mean? Uh, I've used the expression like, oh, he was a godsend. Like I really needed finishing funds for the film because we only had six weeks to present at slam dance and we hadn't finished the film oh. in fact the the physical climax of the film had not been built and shot yet oh my and we were God. totally out of money Whoa. and we had to screen we had to screen something um because we submitted a work very much a work in progress when we got accepted um and these executive producers saw the film saw something they wanted to get excited in and cut us a check and that oh. was like oh those guys were a godsend yeah, I, the chinese sort of word the for it is mitzvah mitzvah yeah 
That's a Chinese word, yeah, and it's similar to godsend, you know. Godsend. Is this related mitzvah. to the Jewish word mitzvah for bar mitzvah? Um, or it, bat mitzvah for the ladies? It, it, mm. it is. No, I was using, I was just making it funny, but mitzvah. Oh, I get it now. Yeah, mitzvah oh, is a, is a godsend. Oh, you making it funny. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you, it's funny. You should hold up a little sign when you do that. Oh, well, I... <laughs> I tweeted it out when, you know, applause, applause, applause. I, s- I send out five tweets every time I tell a joke saying, laugh, laugh, laugh. You got your hair cut and it looked really good. Thank you. I, like, I noticed your hair earlier. So a godsend is like a blessing. A blessing, a mitzvah, something you come at the right moment. Exactly. Do I love that example that you give. That's a perfect one. Can you guys give more examples from why, your lives? Well, well, we're still in the middle of the... the oh, the you know, oh, that's why I said, can I ask a question? Oh, okay. Okay, well, well I, thought it, I thought it was just a question, and I didn't know it was like, okay. Oh, now, now you're turning it no, into a segment. No, no, we can, no. Oh, a segment, okay. My, I, <laughs> no, 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 that we, is we'll, my we'll, bad. We'll, we'll come back to the bell side. But, um, <laughs> so why are finishing funds so expensive? Like, what, what takes up so much money? I just took a bite of something. I, I know, that's why I asked you the question. And then, oh. ign- ign- <laughs> momentarily putting a pause on... There was nothing about Giselle's finishing question. the film that was excessively expensive. It's just that we didn't have the money to do anything, which right. included color correction... Sound design, score. Um, the film climaxes in. I don't know if you're familiar with the zoetrope. It's one of the earliest forms of animation. It's a phys- physically something that physically animates by matching frame rate to speed of rotation, um, and that's how the film climaxes. And we hadn't built it yet because we didn't have any money. So not uh-huh. only was it not built, that meant it wasn't shot. That meant the real four wasn't locked, so that the sound designer and score right had nothing to work with. And, and that this was, was in, all. This was all five weeks before the world premiere. Wow! And you, and then you have to sound mix the stage, and you, you didn't even know the movie was, on a sound stage, and you didn't even know if it was going to look right then at right. that point. So that's crazy. It that's, was not fun. It was a, it was an around the clock. There were several weeks of work, literally working, like sleeping half an hour on a couch, oh, working boy. around the clock. It was wow. it was nuts. But I'm very, I'm very proud of how it turned out. But th- those are some of the things that come up at the end of the film. And then there's things like. And I, this is not particular, but there's certain forms of insurance you have to have, E&O insurance, a chain Error, of title. And, um, errors and omissions. Yeah, there's stuff that's not super creative or fun or interesting, but if right. you don't but have that, it's a nobody's knock against gonna, you. And nobody's going to distribute it. Yeah. A distributor yeah. might distribute it, but they'll say, well, we were going to give you a $100,000 minimum guarantee, but since you don't have your chain of title and E&O, we're not going to give you a minimum guarantee. You have to sort that out, but we'll still distribute you. Right. Oh, like, I see. It, they can put all these... Um, it just—it's a black guy, so it makes it harder. A to black secure guy. A deal. What, what does a black guy have to do with this? Did he do? He's just lazy he, and doesn't get his act together. He's always in jail. Jesus Christ! <laughs> um, You—that escalated quickly. <laughs> <laughs> what was your question again? Yes, I, I am. I, yes, have, I, an, I have an example of a godsend. Okay, I okay, okay. okay. Godsend. I thought you were gonna have an example of a black guy. Yeah, I know a black guy. I know. I, as a matter of fact, um, I—it's not quite as as specific as. Bell's example. Is it the midge? It is. Yes. I yeah. Was oh, yeah. It is the midge. Actually, that, that's funny because, well, go on, go on. What? Well, I didn't want to be copy you, but but like my my godsend is walking around the house right now. Yeah. She's shuffling and and she's an amazing person. She Ernie's in my lap. Godsend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the midge was the midge was a godsend in his own silly way and. Made me learn a lot about myself, learn a lot about how I was treating people at the time, specifically how I was treating men mm. because of some deep-seated resentment that I had. Um, mm. And uh, he's he inspires me and pushes me 
and supports me, not financially, but uh, you know, supports me in my decisions. And you support him when he needs to reach a high shelf. Yeah, I lift him. I lift him up, and I put him on my shoulders when we go to concerts. God and bless you. and then he joke. lifts you spiritually. Yeah, that's so sweet. Yeah, he's he's great. It was I it was exactly what I needed that to give so me beautiful. faith in uh, the fact that that I could ever fall in love again, and that it is not just a fucking joke. It's that not is a joke. So beautiful. Can, can we? Who's Godson? Can I send that to the midge? Isn't yeah, of course you can. It's going to make it all the more oh. painful when you're I tell him up. all the time. Sometimes I sometimes I pause <laughs> right. Uh, sometimes I pause Netflix and I go, "I'm irritated right now." And he goes, "Why?" And I was like, "Cuz I can't put into words how I feel about you." And then I'll play it again. Cuz I feel that sometimes when I look at his stupid short face. So, yeah. It's so beautiful. Oh, thanks. And the thing is, I mean, I wouldn't interrupt a movie like, over it, but disproportionately short for his short stature so he's like his face is doubly short it's weird he looks like a little lego man but it's yeah he's great and um, i would i would describe him as a godsend wow mm-hmm. yeah wow. that would mm-hmm. say i was going to say the same thing for me because you know yeah. like uh my wife was not in my life and then like just on a date you know thanks to the internet like she was in my life and and then it just that was a you know sent from a god of sorts you know uh and what called, kind a of god f- called tinder um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> what kind P. of uh, things about your life does she make better i said it in my vows and you were there so i'm i can't repeat it she's right there she's right there <laughs> don't embarrass marty <laughs> just, just give a, a recap oh well you know she just she challenges me in a way where i I want things to be better, and I want to to you know I don't uh, I don't settle for things this the the way I used to and and well for instance I'm wearing big, I'm says. wearing new pants and and you know no you, but just you have like, a nice haircut I, I have a nice haircut and I you know sometimes I look in the mirror you know uh, but no I just like I take better care of myself because I want to make her happy and and also I want to be happier too and so it's just like. Oh. It all just uh, as we, I she elevates me and oh. in every way. Marty, that is and so beautiful. Up on eagle's wings. She is the wind beneath your wings. Now, what about you? What is your who? Well, I've been who is your godsend? Uh, I've been thinking about it, and uh, it that's can be very small I though. These are very you. all very big things. Yeah, it can be yeah, very I, small. I've it could be a soda stream. It can be a smile from a stranger. It can be. Oh. The invention of the soda stream. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. That's God, it the really new bike lane downtown. A smile from a stranger. I was in a really, really bad mood a couple days ago, and some stranger, or I know, my dentist. I was in a shitty mood, and then I, my dentist laughed at a joke I made, and it it flipped my whole day around because I was like, you know what? I'm still making my stupid dentist laugh, even though they're torturing me. Like you know. That, it can be little things like that just to flip your whole day around, which is a lesson in people in general that you should probably just be nice to everybody you come across because you don't know what kind of day they're going to have. You could be a godsend and you not could even be a know go- it. Yeah, you could be a godsend. You don't even know it. Oh, that is so big and heavy in a good way. <laughs> For those listening at home, Giselle's I'm brains speaking. are exploding out of her ears. Yeah. 
I'm speeching. Yeah, uh, which speech. makes me think that like it's really important if you if you see something that you like or or say something. See, yeah, that, say something. Like if, <laughs> it's if the kind version of see something, yeah, say something. If some yeah, if some yeah. someone does something that that pleases you or whatever, like if you say it's something gratitude. about it, acknowledge it. Yeah, and it not, might not even be directly to you, or if you you know if you say something nice, like you don't know how how much it can better their life. You know, we in that way, and I'm really bad about that. In that way, this lady, I, I was, uh, you know, I take my trips to the Goodwill, which mm -hmm. I love, and I look for this clothing or that clothing. This little blouse is new. It's nice. Thank you. Oh, it's sparkly, too. It's kind of funny little blouse. Uh -huh. Do you like it? Uh, yeah, I do. I do. It's very... It is sparkly. It is very feminine. Uh -huh. have ruffles and buttons and lace, sparkles. Mm -hmm. It have everything. Anyway... I was at a shop at the Goodwill and then I was at a restaurant and a lady said to me, Hey, I like what you're wearing. And it made me feel so happy. Yeah. And it's just <laughs> such a little thing. And in it, this way, maybe, uh, we is all my, my throat. Hold on. <coughs> Do that sound horrible on the air? It's pretty sorry. rough. Yeah. You were pretty in far away from Mike. I'm, I'm sorry about that. But in this way, uh, everybody is a, Maybe can be a godsend to every like we all a godsend to each other. God has sent us all to be together. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about that? I think that the reason we're together is because we're all good, interesting people who are open-hearted and that we draw each other towards each other. But I mean, that. everybody in the world, everybody can be a godsend for each other. Can hey, be. Yeah, you yeah, know something? No, uh, I was about to say exactly that. Like, there's famine in South Sudan. We got to do some helping there. They're having a famine in South Sudan. Okay. I haven't heard about that. Yeah. yeah. So, so what can we do? I think you can send money, but I don't know yet the names of reputable... Can you send soda water? Flavored soda water? <laughs> One bubble at a time. <laughs> you know, here's a... Here's don't a, fight over it, you Sudanese. <laughs> here's a life pro tip. <laughs> There's more bubbles on the way. Here's a life pro tip I just learned. Like, if, if a charity calls you and asks to donate money, yeah? you can ask them how much... Of their of the donated money goes to the actual cause, yeah, and how much goes to overhead, and they're by law they're required to tell you. You know something? Uh, huh. There's a mm -hmm. really interesting. Is it a TED talk? Where did I hear it? As a podcast? Oh, I wish I could find it. Uh, um, there was a really interesting podcast. I think it was a TED talk about that subject of, uh, of charity overhead. A charity overhead, because this guy had data, and he was saying, "Listen, I know we have vilified uh, overhead, and you say this charities are bad. They spend so much money on Dan overhead." Dan Pelota. Yeah, yeah. Will you tweet out the link? Yep. Really interesting talk because he showed me his data. Listen, you spend on overhead, you do some advertising, you do some targeted marketing, more money come in. Mm -hmm. So the net for the chair, for the actual people who need it is higher. Yes, they spend a higher percentage on overhead, but it bring in much more money. And so in the long run, and not even that long a run, much more money go to the people who need it. So um, back off. So because he, he's a marketer now. But for at the charities. same time, there are fraudulent yes. charities, and yes. so let's yes. yeah. So like it's so fine. Buyer if they have beware. Some, right, right. 
Caveat emptor. Do your research. Um, Bearded Baca said, would it be a little too on the nose to say this podcast does so much for me? It brings me so much (gasps) happiness week to week. Thank you, Bearded Baca. Wow. But yes, it would be too much to say that, but thank you. Yeah. Hey. Okay, you're no longer part of the podcast. You block your ears. He he can say it to me. (laughs) 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 That's really sweet. I like that. Um, Cassandra. What's up? Do you have a ridiculous thing that you've indulged yourself with? Ooh, back in the mail sack. Yeah, yeah. The, the oh, Paris we, trip. Should we redo the mail sack soft intro song? Uh, no, once was enough. Bill was not a... Bill... Bill. Didn't, didn't we do that? Nice I heard song? it. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. Yeah. No, but you and me could do it. Oh, go for no? it. Oh, you want to do a new one? The one we did that was soft. Oh, I guess I really stepped on the moment now. Yeah. Boy, oh boy. Okay, um, that I'm... would that would be an indulgence. Yeah. You know, that's, that's your true. indulgence. That's my indulgence. Okay, when it, <laughs> when it comes to be my turn again, I'll do it. Okay, go ahead. A pair, that whole trip in Paris was oh. very indulgent for me. Um, oh. I said middle finger to lactose intolerance, and I ate all the cheese I wanted and tried different cheeses. I drank every single day. Um, rosé and sometimes other things. Um, what heroin? Black yeah, tar heroin? Yeah, sometimes you I drank. I drank heroin. Um, no, I just I didn't get. I obviously didn't get plastered every day. Right. That's what I'm trying to you know. Oh, I see, Make I sure everybody knows. Um, I walked everywhere and all around the city, and it was freezing cold. But I, you know, we still did all of the things. And I there was two days that we stayed in bed all day. Like it didn't even like maybe left once to go and get food, but other than that, we just kind of stayed in bed all day, and that was amazing and very indulgent. Um, that whole trip was just awesome. Did you have a view of a window from the bed? Yes, yeah, we had we had a pretty good view when in one of the places we were staying. Um, Did everything in Europe feel like it was perfectly sized for the midge? Yeah, and like. Not well sized for me. Right. I was like, "What the fuck is up with these elevators? <laughs> They're all so small." Right. Your knees right. against these, the wall. Yeah. These when tiny, you sit on the toilet and your yeah. knees are yeah. hitting the wall. Yeah. yeah. It was like I was like, okay. And suddenly, like American life seems incredibly indulgent. Like, right. Why we have so much room in that? Like our bathroom. After you know, four like, years in Dublin, when I first moved back to the states, was driving and I was like, "Why are the streets so wide? Why is every lawn like two hundred yards right? Big? This is yeah. just insane. Everything's getting lost here." You know, uh, I don't know if you know this, but um, now I'm living in a little uh, studio space what is uh, about uh, 360 square feet. I didn't know that. That's yeah. cool. And the little bathroom is four feet by seven feet, including shower, little toilet, little dinner sink. Very European. I love this small space. I love it. I love it so much. This, um Everything that I want and need is nearby to me and nothing that I don't need is in my way. I love it. I love it. I went to, um, I was in Orange County of all places and I went to the, the, uh, Ikea there and they have like the, the, these sort of example spaces of living spaces, uh, and how you can set it up. And mm-hmm. I, there was one that was 360 square feet. Oh. 
Which is crazy because there's no living space in Orange County that's right. 360 square feet. But, the maid's quarters. Right, right, yeah. exactly. <laughs> but I, I looked at it and I was like, wow, if you really plan it out, Abigail it lives. can be, it can be really thoughtful and, and, you know, economical and, and, and comfortable. I would love to see how they, they do it. Yeah. It, well, they just opened a monstrous the IKEA largest in, in the U.S. Do that one have examples of small spaces? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm going to go then. Yeah. I oh, want to, I, I want to go wander it because I like to wander the, it's like, it do has, you want to go together? Yeah. It's ironic that you have to go to an IKEA that's like, 10 city blocks to get an example of a 350 foot square foot space. You know, I will say this about that Ikea because I do like, I used to go to the other Ikea and just walk around and like clear my head. I know this sounds like a weird thing to do, but I just like when I wanted to just like chill and like think, I would just walk mindlessly through Ikea. And so... It's very well organized. Yeah, I don't know what it was. What It, it could be soothing me. in that way. It was, I guess. Um Except all the kids running around, but like I just kind of just was there, and so I'm looking forward to trying this new IKEA because it's over twice the size of the old one, which is crazy because that place was huge. That too. place was huge. But yeah. it, it, the only thing that I hate about it now, being a Burbank resident as of today, is it obstructs the skyline. Like you see big. it, you wow. see it from everywhere. It's, yeah, you see it like when you're driving on the freeway, it's you can a see it. Yeah, and then when you're off the freeway and just in the streets, like certain streets in Burbank, you just can turn to your left or your right, and then all you see is blue, and it's just like, oh, ew, like what is this? And so I, well, I you don't immediately know what it is because it's so it's, distinctive. It's that it's that Each blue, that Swedish blue, blue and yellow. High. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't love it for that but um if i plan to stay in burbank and if we happen to relocate into another place in burbank and not that i'm bringing that up or anything um Bye, I, Mickey. Don't, I don't i don't know uh but you know eventually um but <laughs> but um i'm not even gonna laugh at i don't i don't want to live in the downtown area i don't want to live so close yeah. to that that i mean it, it is nice to be walking distance to stuff you know Totally, but walking distance to one of the largest IKEA—no, the largest IKEA in the nation—and like when you yeah. walk, when you turn, I'm used to seeing trees and things in Echo Park. So when I open oh, my door yeah. in the morning, I don't want to see this giant blue box. Um, but you know, whatever. I'm I'm gonna go and I'm gonna clear my brain and yeah. walk through it and go with you though. I had a very <laughs> extravagant week. Uh, week. And I guess it started on Thursday, and I just ended up um, eating like incredibly <laughs> extravagantly. Like, so my my brother in law who worked at the Fat Duck, he was out here visiting and cooking at this super fancy restaurant. In mm. in uh, have you been to Odium? No, I haven't it's, heard of that one. It's right next to the Broad, and they have like open, okay, yeah. open fires and stuff like that. Is so, it par- actually part of the Broad? Is it the one? Yeah, that's, okay, yeah. yes, yes. It's, it's I know like, about it. But it's I haven't set been. back, and they you know they have these like. They planted these 170-year-old, like, olive trees in front of it, you know, like, and they cooked outside, and it was like a, he was the guest chef, and then the two chefs were cooking together, and that was incredibly extravagant, and then because he was staying with us, we had a fancy sushi rest dinner the next day, and then... The next day we were in Orange County and we were like, well, we should go someplace to nice since we're stuck in Orange County. And then we ended up going to like one of the best restaurants in Orange County. And so that was, and there's no reason because we don't eat out very much, but like it just happened that like 
a few meals in a row. We just and lived we, like kings. We lived like kings, and that felt. Mm. I felt very guilty about it, but it was also really, really delicious. Mm. So, uh, Ryan, that I hope that answers your question. That's and, a great question, and I think Ryan. it is. Having indulgences is really important because you can always think it gives about you balance. It gives you balance. Got to make those highs high, right? You know? Right, and then you can also. That doesn't mean so that lows can like, be really low. So you can really bottom out, yeah. right? And it doesn't have to be money. Like it can be like time, time, and and then when you come back, then you can worry about South Sudan. You know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to send some money over there. Um. So Tyson writes in. Tyson. Hi, Tyson. Hi, Tyson. Uh, thank you for the, the mail sack, uh, by the way. That's awesome. He said, um, I figured I would ask a question of you uh, because this was on my mind. Have you ever listened to the Joe Rogan Experience episode 9-11 with Alex Jones and Eddie Bravo? Whatever your politics may be, if you can get through it, it's fucking fascinating. I only listen to it. Uh, now I w- sort of wish I had the visual. And I think he, he televises his or whatever, puts them on YouTube. Um, Films them. Yeah. And uh, mind blown, and I'm not that big on conspiracy theories, although Oliver Stone's JFK is quite entertaining. Um, uh, he said, I'm tired from editing the antisocial show, episode 13, which goes up Wednesday. That's Tyson's podcast. Hey. Um, and he invited all, any and all of us to be on it. Nice. Um, thank you, Tyson. If we're up in Canada. We should do a gang takeover. Uh, 9-11, I just... Is he asking us if we think 9-11 is an inside job? Yeah, I think that's kind of what he's asking. <laughs> and I, you know what? Alex Jones is a is fucking it? insane man. Heavy-hitting questions. Yeah. Uh, we don't have enough time to go through that, but I'll just say that I... I, I can, I'm, I'm just saying that like, a, totally when the bombs went of off and it was... Yeah, blah, aluminum blah, blah, blah. melts at blah, 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 temperature. Steve. I'm just totally ignorant of it, so I can't even... Don't to jump in. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't Google was 9-11 an inside job because then you're going to come out and your like, beard's going to be down to here. And you're like, be a flat earther. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. I know. What? Well, come on. So we need to save Tila Tequila. She's gone nuts. Yeah. Um, and then there's that, that NBA, NBA, NBA Kyrie guy, Irving yeah. point guard for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah. Although I have to say, everybody's really upset at him. And I'm like, you know what? If you win games and don't beat your wife, a thumbs up. Yeah, and you know what? Like, I don't... Wait, wait, the we low it. bar that athletes <laughs> yeah. are held like, to these exactly. days. You get so a gold star for not I didn't to say... No, no, no. There's a difference between a thumbs up and right. a gold star. Oh, okay. when I When I have... How many when thumbs I have, up take a when gold I have, star? He would have gotten a gold star. Okay, when, I have, oh, okay. <laughs> when I have questions about planetary science, I don't look to the NBA to right, exactly. answer my questions. What the fuck do you think yeah. these people think? Just the same way when I'm thinking about politics. these people, I don't mean African-American athletes. I don't look to Bill Belichick and Tom Brady to answer my political questions. You know, I can support whoever he wants. I do, and that's why I'm so confused. Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> if you take away one thing, then Giselle, I, think I need to look elsewhere. <laughs> yeah, Giselle, take take a take a, a note from this one podcast. If okay. you learn, this is your 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 teaching moment, teachable moment, right? Yeah. Here. Don't, don't don't look, look to Tom there. Brady for for anything other than a great touchdown pass. Fuck yeah. that you know. guy. Right? Like, who cares? Who cares? Like, I'm coming out and saying it. Yeah, of all Fuck the people, to, <laughs> for different reasons, but no, no, for that reason. A hundred percent across the board. All right. I actually don't know a lot about him other than the fact that he... Fuck him. <laughs> but um, what else do you need to know? Every... Oh, whatever. Brady. Cheater, handsome face pants. <laughs> Have fun with Trump. I don't think... I don't think he's that handsome. I think he looks like a 12-year-old boy. Like So know. handsome. Well, then that Yiannopoulos guy must be fucking right. riding a rail for came him. Came out oh, yeah. of the womb too early. <laughs> Probably. You know those people Squishy who, ones? They look just some squishy, people like have underdone, underdone. Yeah, underdone. Yeah, <laughs> a little undercooked, a little yeah. al dente. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
just like, yeah, you know, he just. You know, Who else looked like that? Seth, Mc, uh, Seth MacFarlane, the Family Guy. Yep. Yay! He looks a little under. <laughs> He's my number one go-to with someone who's a little al dente looking. That's funny, yeah. 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 Oh, my goodness. You know, it's like... yeah. Also, when, Channing Tatum. Yes, yeah. a little, little bit. Like yeah. When you want your biscuits to look like they do on the, the tube, you know, the picture on the tube, you got to leave them in a little longer. Yeah. Uh, you know? Do Simon Pegg look a little bit underdone a little in a British way? Mm-hmm. Little no, mm-hmm. but these days he looks a little more wiry, I think. He, he's sort of come into his own, I think. Oh, you know? yeah. Kind of jump back in the oven, cook yeah, a little longer. Yeah. He, he left him out in the sun for a little bit. <laughs> you know who's, who's cooked to like. perfection that I've noticed uh, is Timothy right. Oliphant. <laughs> oh. He is so freaking handsome. Holy shit! I started. I have only seen like the first couple episodes of Santa Clarita Diet, which I love. But I'm like, what's up? What is it about? I can't tell from any of the advertising. It's like I Zombie about. Oh, yeah. It's Uh, I Zombie coming back April fourth. Oh, yeah. Dan Etheridge uh, directed the season finale. Santa Clarita Diet have uh, zombies in there. It's yeah. It's like I'm. It's like I married a zombie. Is basically what it is. The first episode, I will say, like my actor and improv brain was kind of like these these reactions to these crazy things aren't realistic and it was kind of bothering me but the tone of it is so consistent that it's like once you can get on board you're like oh i love this like timothy oliphant's like reactions to things are like okay honey like you know they're like kind of like okay but in real life would you if helmets started eating people i don't think that you'd be that chill yeah, no. Yeah, no. so I probably would say something. Uh, yeah, uh, Helmut, uh, darling, honey, uh, friend, why don't you? Well, that's kind of yeah. <laughs> so, but it's the tone is consistent and it's very funny, and I recommend it. But you know, I can see how these things build because some people chew their fingernails. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a gateway. Sure. Mm-hmm. You chew your own fingernails, Cuticles. then you start offering to chew someone else's, mm-hmm. then you then keep moving the up the head. If you're nibbling on, your, on someone's ear, then yeah. it just goes a little too far. Into their brain. Yeah, yeah. It's all these things, this gateway. You know, nobody... You just got to get the taste of blood once. Yeah. And then so it's over. There yeah. was a review that said, uh, if you look at any major zombie franchise that has hit we- the Western markets over the years, there has yet to be one that truly revolves around a female protagonist. That's what they said about the Santa Clarita diet. Oh, cool. Well, then Rob Thomas, creator of iZombie, said, uh, we have Google. We can fact check these things. Female protagonist, check. Western market, check. Zombie, check. And, Boom. And yeah. Oh. And if Mic drop, check. Yeah. And they're like, <laughs> the, the guy from Mike. Matchbox 20... Checks whoever wrote this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Get it, Rob Thomas. Yeah, I did. No, they were at the same wedding once. Rob Thomas and Rob Thomas. And really? Like Rob Thomas and Rob Thomas a, a note on a napkin. I still refuse Stop to making believe shitty music. That there's uh, no, it's it's the other way around. So hard to Stop. remember. Like, Keep Stop making great TV. I won't believe there's two of them. There's only one for me. Oh, which one? Both of them is one. Oh, he make music. He make TV. Well, TV's Rob Both Thomas. Friends also with was Santana. It? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Totally. What's the you one know, song that I'm trying to just think like of? Just like the ocean yeah. under the moon, and it's, it's the sweet something that I get yeah. from you. You know a lot of you like bad pop songs because Helmut liked Pandora. Oh, I see. <laughs> he put on the Stevie Nick channel. Ugh! If we're recommending pop culture, <laughs> I like it. I highly recommend uh, Taboo. The I game? don't hear anybody talking about the show? the show Taboo. I've heard nobody talking about it or praising it. I think it's riveting. Wait. Whoa, I've never what, seen anything like it. What is it about? I couldn't even tell you. It's that confusing. Oh. Wait, wait, 
wait, Taboo, is this a, is Tom this a scripted? Okay. Because there oh, used to be a show called... It's an FX show. It's got mediocre Hardy. reviews, but like the, the, uh, the people reviews... The people reviews. The populist <laughs> the reviews are beings. very... The human beings. I think it's outstanding. It. It's, a, it's wildly original. I've seen nothing like it. It's about dense trade politics at the time of the Revolutionary War, which doesn't sound interesting, and that's not really why I'm watching it. It's because Tom You're Hardy is so interesting. You're watching it for the costumes. Very much the costumes, very much Tom <laughs> Hardy, but there's also this fantastic and very subtle um, voodoo storyline. There's, there's a ghost fantasy aspect that is mm. very muted, which makes it feel very real and terrifying. And There's, he's just such a great actor. He's an, he's an outstanding actor. Did and he's got Jonathan Yoke? Price. It's got the, oh. all the guy, the whole cast of Snatch is in there, but you don't recognize them because they're covered yes, in tattoos snatch. and stuff. And they're good actors. Yeah. Did you they got every, every uh, ugly English actor. Who you wouldn't think you could put on camera. They there's put them on camera. And it, there's a lot of them. There's a and lot they're of them. outstanding. And Franca Potente. Yeah, who's also pretty hard to look Capotente? at in this movie. Yes, yeah, the German actress from Run Lola Run, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, he's great. She's great. She uh, does not look pretty in this movie, but she, which is also fun. Uh, it's outstanding. And no one's, I don't know anybody that's watching it. I think it's, I think it's outstanding. Can also, uh, I will check that one out. You should. It's dark. I like. Uh, I've been watching Baskets again, and mm-hmm. I cannot get enough of that it's Louis so Anderson. Good, like I'm in love with what Louis Anderson is doing like, on that show. Uh, Kruger and I were talking about it, and like he just said, it's like heartbreakingly good. It, yeah, it really is so touching. So, and Louis Anderson is this beautiful character. Louis Anderson play Baskets' His mother. mother. Yeah, yeah, he does such a beautiful job. So tender, so uh, vulnerable, real funny in a make fun kind of way, but also so vulnerable. Oh, it's beautiful work. Yeah. Um, beautiful. Yeah, everybody should watch this. I'm, I'm totally going to watch Taboo. It's nuts. Like, it's yeah. nuts. And I, to- I absolutely get somebody not being into it. Uh, it is. It demands your attention. It, uh, it's, Do it's, it reach out from the screen and grab you by the throat. It, it more opens a door and says, if you walk through here, it's your own fault. Ooh. Ooh. I really like it. And it's, it, like the, the setting is super, <laughs> oh, the, the setting is super like muddy and dark and, 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 and just there's cholera and everyone has bad teeth. And, but if you want oh, some like, oh, juicy wow. man eye candy, watch Santa Clarita Diet and get some, an eyeful of a Timothy Oliphant. You just need the balance. You know? I watched yeah. uh, episode one of a show called The Detour. I like that. Je- Did you? I like the first season. Not me. I just Jason saw the first Jones. season. Yeah. Who we who? I not make it through Jason the first Jones half from the Daily of the show? first episode. Oh, Samantha Bee's husband. I like that guy. He's handsome, but this show was really bad. Oh. I thought. Uh-huh. I haven't heard of him but or the like show. But you like it. The first season. I, I haven't seen the second okay. season. Maybe. I've seen the ads around town, but I haven't watched mm-hmm. it. Yeah. No, I feel bad. Also, Michael Bolton's very sexy Valentine's Day special on Netflix is very funny. Oh, good. A friend of mine produced that. It's it, Michael Bolton, it the singer? Yeah, yeah, it's the Lonely Island people and the Comedy Bang Bang people. They did like a Valentine's Day special with him. If you watch it, make sure to catch the scene after the credits. It is my favorite part. Oh, my wife worked oh. on the art for that. There you go. Oh. There you go. Yeah. It was very good. My wife, um, uh, David Castro writes in. Hello, good morning, David. He friend made of the me show. Nice tweet. Yeah, he's a great guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, good morning, Murps. On my daily commute, there are certain songs that make me pump up the volume and sing out loud, such as uh, "Me Vale," uh, "Johnny Be Good," "Mighty Morphin Power Rangers" theme song, "Coming to Theaters Near You," and "Stand Out." Are there any songs that do the same for you? Everything by the band The Equals. 
Absolutely. Um, every single time an equal song comes across on the radio, my iPod, and oh. then the radio doesn't play music that good. Um, <laughs> I just am reminded of how much I, I, I love music. I've just forgotten until I hear the equals. I'm like, all right, I can feel like that. Uh, they're they're from the sixties, is that right? Sixties uh, into seventies. It's Eddie Grant's old band, Eddie Grant from Electric Avenue fame from the eighties. Uh, it oh. was a combination of Jamaican guys and English guys. So it's got this great blend of of races of of um, Afro Cuban rhythm, but straight garage punk. The Clash covered them. They're very, they're just straight down the middle. They're having the time of their lives, but they're not afraid to get political. <gasps> they're extremely handsome. Ooh. And if you watch any old live footage of them, particularly this concert of them in Germany, they they just can really move. Uh, police on my back. That's the one. Oh. I'm, I'm running. Police on my back. Don't you hide me? Police on my back. They will catch me if I dare drop back. Would you give me? All the speed I've been running Monday. Everybody can go to. That's the dance remix of it. Um, All right. Black skin, blue eyes boy. Black skin, blue eyed boys is their most um, political one. And that's. I've been hearing that recently, either in an ad or a trailer or something. Um, They're outstanding. What about you guys? Uh, well, uh, I had a glass of wine and I went pretty crazy on the Stevie Nick channel last night. Oh, were, you, were you wearing your wispy, like, lacy, or whatever, like, <laughs> you know, scarf, flowing yeah, scarves and, like, scarf. spinning around? Give to me your leather, take from me my lace. Oh, very good. Yeah, I, li- I like those soft, uh, folky, sort of 1970 American songs. Um, not later, Stevie Nicks. Uh, it's okay. I like those Tom Petty duets a lot. Yeah. I think their voices mesh. Yeah. They, they have such weird, distinct voices. I think they mesh. The leather and lace one is uh, Don Henley. Screw that guy. What about Stand Back? <laughs> Stand Back. Yeah. That was in a, the middle of my room. I did not hear from you. That was, jinka, she jinka, did that jinka, with jinka, Prince. Jinka, 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 yeah. Where was I? I don't know. She called Prince and said, Can I, like, can I, uh, uh, steal this song from me. I forget what this, the song was. Uh, but then and he like, said yes. And he said yeah. And then like the next day, he was in the studio with her, like helping her oh, record that's it. That's so cool. Yeah, isn't that cool? I want to call him up, but he's, he's bottomless. Gone now. Yeah, was Cassandra was, bottomless? Um, I I just turn up stuff that I can belt and sing along to. Yeah. So, but I will say that I have been on a kick. With both Solange Knowles um, and Childish Gambino, I've been very, very into his music. Oh yeah, his new album is really good, and he's um, the voice of Simba now. Right? Yeah. Mm. Um, Behold, the only thing greater than yourself is, is Giselle. What? I, haven't seen the, I haven't seen the movie. What is the only thing? The Soda seen? Stream. <laughs> 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 Cross marketing. <laughs> a lion holding up a <laughs> product a baboon, placement. Actually, yeah. oh, is it a baboon? Oh, yeah. I did. I did. Um, sad, sad person karaoke like a couple weeks ago. Oh no, it was fine. I, I didn't know, even. But I, is that what it's called? Or yeah, is that I a, showed up. I showed up. It's at the Bigfoot Lounge, and I guess like on Mondays or something like East that. East or it's West? Like, huh? East. There's one the on one on Los Feliz. Yeah, the closer one. And so they were like, oh, like if you sing us, it's karaoke night. And if you sing a sad song, you know, you'll get a free drink. So I was like, well, I can do that. Um, and so 
I was looking through and I was just trying to think of any sad song that I knew at the moment with all the pressure. And I sang uh, These Eyes by the Guess Who. And these eyes have seen, seen a lot of love, but they're never gonna see another one like I had with you. And it was super fun to sing, and so oh, it's super fun. Like as you could just that was pretty fun. <laughs> it was so fun, and so I know it's tough. I got it. Of course you did. Um, no. Oh, crying. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah you got yeah. it. Uh, yeah, yeah. So um, I'm not going to try that. That one was that was I liked it. I have, I've been liking that song lately just because I was like didn't realize I could sing it in karaoke yeah like and Three Dog Night is a good one for if you oh, want to just never sing. been to Spain it's yeah. a Hoyt Axon tune but oh, that's, oh, one of my, that's one of my favorite songs um, yeah you guys I have to leave at the moment whoa please I know no, Dunk it choose uh, <laughs> are you gonna be doing stand up tonight at Mia's I can't make it oh, oh. Well, well we'll do next Tuesday okay okay yeah because I've been working on my set nice are you gonna do stand up yeah, I I did wow. it. Well, I did it once where I'm just like like uh uh, uh oh my god. Scott was asking me, you know, well, I'll sign you up. And I'm like, what? I don't know. And so like between him signing me up and me getting up, I was like, okay, I gotta do something. But wow. so it was not very good. But yeah, mine was uh, when I did it. I did not plan anything, and I did really bad material that I hate. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, when you know it was really bad, I'm embarrassed. But they were so nice to you me. You know, I'll go not ahead. everything has to be a dick joke. Oh, you know, that's a, did you go blue? I, no, <laughs> I, I, I don't believe you. I open the door I was, and I say, "If you step in, that's on you." What did you? <laughs> I don't remember. Like it was pretty good, but I don't remember. Anyway, what it was. goodbye for now, everybody. Okay. I love you so much, Bye. and we're gonna go to IKEA. Together, yes. I email you. We set it up. Okay. Okay. Great. Bye, everybody. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Okay. Uh, Stephen Massing writes in. Hello to the assortment of Merps in the studio today. Still in the mail sack. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, we skipped it last week. Yeah. Uh, I wish everybody a happy New Year, but I think we're going a little crazy since mid January. Um, yes. Anyway, uh, trying to keep a positive. Uh, trying to keep positive about what little things I can. So in that vein. Uh, did any of you make New Year's resolutions this nope. year? Um, yeah, you, we know you're not a believer in those. Uh, I'm, I work on being a better person, living a better life every day. I also was Ugh. working 24 hours around the clock and didn't even... I was in the emergency the, room the eve, the night before New Year's Eve. Really? With shortness of breath and chest pains. Oh, was it just anxiety? So, yeah, because we weren't done with the movie and we had a world premiere and we weren't even close to done. Were you able to drive yourself there? I had to because no one was around. Oh. That sucks. I'd also, <laughs> this is embarrassing. I'd, t- I'd taken the drops of the THC drops to sleep because uh-huh. I was having so much trouble. There's a big part of it. I wasn't sleeping and I only had these like two, three, four hour windows when I was able to sleep because I was working so much. So I was driving myself mid panic attack. I'd never had a pan- panic attack before. So I just, I've, and I, there's a history of heart condition in my family. So I was like, I might be having a heart attack. Mm. I don't even know. Right. Uh, with like the THC sleepy drops trying to drive, it was the worst. Um, Jesus, it was the worst. So that was my New Year's. So I don't give a fuck about having my resolution was wake up and tomorrow yeah. not be dead. <laughs> the, and you know what? You're killing it. Nailed it. Yep. Because on New Year, yeah, we talked about that. I think didn't we? I don't know. I don't um, remember. I I'm just trying to make this year better than last year. Yep. And because 2015 was dope. 2016 was good in its ways, but also kind of like low. Yeah. As far as productivity in my career. So I think yeah. that 2017, you know. I'm just trying the to. The pendulum swings back towards the positive. Yeah. I think yeah. When, you, when you make it 
when you say like call it a resolution, it just feels like it's an easy th- easy thing to abandon. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just trying to to build my career back up. Um, I, you know, I did that one TV show uh, a couple weeks ago. Oh, which the, one? I don't know about uh, this. Animal Kingdom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And so I had. A, Was that is that based on the Australian film? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I had a nice little scene with Ellen Barkin, which was fun. Nice. And uh, and got headshots done this weekend. You got new headshots Excellent. too, right? Did you? A friend of mine was is building up her portfolio, so she peripheral? her portfolio. Her so peripheral? she offered to take. She's some, working on expanding her peripheral vision. Yeah, so she offered to take some free ones for me. They yeah, look they great. They look great. Thanks. They look great. Um, I didn't post. I only posted ones that I can't use. Really? There was one I saw that uh, there was one that was super fun and silly, but then there was one I saw. Uh, there was like, oh, that's her. That looks like her. Oh yeah, I don't think I can use that though. It's kind of like a cocky photo. Two on the nose. You can't play cocky. No, really? That's the I one thing that. I can't play. <laughs> <laughs> I can so play cocky. I can play fucking cocky. Fuck you guys. <laughs> uh, Stephen goes on. You well, don't not have a- to play it. You just are I it. Just are. I just am it. No, I. I don't know if my manager likes him yet. I sent him to her, and then President's Day happened. So who fucking knows? Yeah. <laughs> but I thought I thought she did a good job. And I'm excited. You guys are both getting uh, on track career wise. Well, Thanks, we're, tra- right? we're trying. I don't know if we're doing. Well, it, you had a but... scene with Ellen fucking Barkin. You got new headshots. You got a great haircut. Oh, tell you worried about um, <laughs> get, getting my getting <laughs> paid, yo. Um, no, it's so hard. <laughs> no. uh, while not a resolution per se, I've challenged myself to to watching one new movie a week. Nice new meaning new to me, not necessarily in the theaters. Watch House. Uh, there are so many good movies that are out there in the collective conscious that I haven't seen yet and I wanted to start working down that list so far I've seen Arrival Mm. Logan's Run Oh, I still have not seen Logan's Run. It's so it um, dated, but it, I love that. And movie. when it was on TV, I would try to stay up because it, it was everything I liked in a movie. It was lasers and it running f- around and sci-fi. It was the first movie I saw boobies. Oh, I didn't know there were yeah. boobies, and I would like yeah. it even more. And Jenny, I could just Jenny never boobies. stay awake. I always fell asleep like right as it was starting, so I've never seen it. It's pretty crazy and silly, and like some of the miniatures in there, you're Michael just like, York. "Come on!" Like you know, they have this you know, establishing shot of the world and you just see this tiny car just being pulled on by a rubber band, you know, like it's awesome. Uh, the dirty dozen Casablanca rebel without a cause. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, um, uh, and last night I saw 12 angry men. Do you have any movies that you, that house like that really popular or well-known that you just haven't gotten around to seeing yet? Star Wars. Um, (laughs) <laughs> uh, that goes without saying. Yeah, Stephen, what do you think? Uh, what do you think we're gonna say? Star Wars. I've never. S- I just watched Annie Hall last week for the first time. Oh, did you like it? I did, and I actually I watched Manhattan on and the plane. Was the midge like? Um, I, I, I can't believe you haven't seen. He this. Fucking yeah! Like he literally quoted that movie on our first date, and I saw it, and I was like, "You motherfucker!" <laughs> um, I thought that was yours. Yeah. Um, I, I haven't seen Citizen Kane. I haven't oh, seen. So good. Um, it is good. I still. Think I haven't that's seen Godfather. Film. Any of them? I haven't seen. I haven't seen Godfather two. You haven't? Isn't no, that the great. best one? Uh, I haven't seen Blade Runner. How the fuck would I know? I haven't seen it. I've actually wanted to watch the Blade Runner because I know how much. Hey, there's, no, there's no. There's no. It's just. just yeah. I, I've wanted to watch um, one of the Blade Runners. Um, Be careful which one you watch. Well, I was going to actually, whenever I got down to doing it, I was going to text you and ask you which one to watch. Because yeah. <laughs> I know that that's a passionate subject for you. Well, I mean, I, it, 
I'm not a, a nerd about it, but I have seen almost all the versions, and I just believe that one is much stronger. Which one? Um, the most recent that just came out. Okay. It's clear. It cleared up all the logic. It it did away with the voiceover. It um it fixed a couple shots that you probably wouldn't have noticed, but the fact that they're fixed is impressive. Got um, it. And it just makes it's the cleanest, the most beautiful, the most logical. It makes the most sense, and it's it's just it's. It, it Great holds, storytelling. but the, it holds up also just visually. Like, it, it's oh yeah, it's just such a um, a fully realized world, which is just fun to just. And it's shot all in my neighborhood, <laughs> like all of the mm. neighborhood downtown, downtown, but just with stuff built on top of it. And I, the vision of it, I I thought it was very prescient that he had Los Angeles, the Los Angeles of the future, so easternized. Well, um, also. I mean, it's like, the Pacific Century, yo. Yeah, and he but knew also it, he knew then, it back then, and um, with a lot of like, you know mixed in influence. Yeah. Almost, so we, yeah. We talked about James Almost. Yeah, we talked about it two weeks. Yeah, ago. but just that the thing that I, probably just because it's in my mind so much now, being with a with an Asian woman and and experiencing her culture more and more, and um, just living downtown and seeing how downtown is so she's, she's fabulous. By the way, yeah, I, I I'm like, best. why is she with him? Yeah, we're all like, we're all in. She's the best. Yeah, uh, she's the best. Yeah, she's. Um, just seeing how how non-white downtown LA is in exactly the way that he predicted it. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. It's amazing. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um anyways, I've seen it. I haven't seen a million of the movies that you're supposed to watch. Yeah. Harold and Maude, I haven't seen oh, any of them. I've seen Moonlight. That's just one. I haven't seen Moonlight yet. Oh, that one's good. That one's real good. I watched the current movies. I've if I watched, I actually haven't seen La La Land yet though, because everyone did like, not like that. Movie. Everyone's like, see it in a theater, see it in a theater. I was like, I don't think I'm gonna like it. You're gonna like, be bored either way, so don't don't wait for the theater. Well, it's most, very well directed. I, I like I liked it. I yeah. I have people I whose opinions I respect who didn't like it, and I have people whose opinions I take seriously. I guess um, who That's, did love it. So I thought it was technically very impressive, emotionally vacant. Interesting. I've heard. I, I really am dying to make a, my own opinion about this, but I just no, just, just, about just mine. yeah. Bill's <laughs> okay, got it. Bill's got, got you covered. Um, I haven't seen the King's Speech. This is a King's Speech. The, um, yeah, I it won an Oscar. Oh, yeah, so that doesn't mean shit. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, the last Emperor won an Oscar, and that was such seen a snorefest. I haven't I mean, seen any of the Rocky movies. Um, Crash won an Oscar, right. and, you know. Why do people hate Crash so much? Because Scientology, um, dude. <gasps> okay, so I this is, his re- resolution is actually similar to a real resolution that I made, and I want to start. I want to read at least one book a month, and so oh, I've been like good. fucking like nailing Audible and like you know. So I guess it's like not technically reading because I'm doing audiobooks, but I've been finished. I've finished already. Uh, f- three four books this year um you're ahead of the game yeah mm-hmm. and i just finished it's called beyond belief my hero my escape from scientology by jenna miscavige hill oh. uh, it's like the niece of dave miscavige who's the head of scientology mm. and so i've kind of like become obsessed with like studying like not studying Scientology, it's, but it's like it's not a comfortable subject to delve into. It is so weird. Yeah, yeah, and like I've just obsession with just power and control, especially in this political climate. The lack of truth and the obsession with power and control it just makes you want to go on a shooting spree. Dude, it's fucking gnarly the things yeah. with the Scientology stuff. And so, have you seen the HBO doc? Yeah, going dude. Going clear. Going yeah. clear. I just rewatched it after working on this book, or because I. 
was telling Stephen or the midge about it. And I was like, listen, listen, listen. And he was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I was like, let's watch this documentary right now. I'm happy to watch it again. I want to see if I recognize the names. And now we're watching the A&E, the Leah Remini yep. thing. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, and I'm, all, I'm just getting the same stories pretty much a hundred times because a lot of people went through the same things, but and I'm the still... same people just come up over and over again and you recognize me. You just want to punch me in the face. I How have they of, not been taken down? I've kind of comparing it to, cause I'm trying to like, be a better person and be a better activist and be more intelligent if I can. Um, and so a lot of the books that I'm reading have to do with, like, I'm reading a book by Angela Davis and about like things like that. And I read a book by Diane Guerrero, who is an actress on Orange is New Black, but it was about how her family got deported when she was 14. So I'm trying to like listen to things that are, you know, relevant and cool like that. But Scientology is kind of like my, um, my real housewives, you know, mm. it's kind of like, it's just fucking juicy and crazy. And so it's kind of been my guilty pleasure lately. Ah, yeah. It is. I didn't know the Scientology. Oh, cause Paul Haggis yeah. with Crash. Yeah. And it, the movie has nothing to do with Scientology. That's why but I was. Did he walk away from Scientology? Yeah. He he's did. not, but yeah, I, he's yeah. not in it anymore. Yeah. And that's a great story too, you know. Paul Haggis getting yeah. out? Yeah. yeah. He's, uh, you know, there, he had, uh, like, Ann Archer's son, like hanging out his uh, in front of his lawn, you know, just like, hey, what, what's up, you know, and just like, like being terrorized, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they follow mm-hmm. people. I, yeah. There's like things that say that like Tom Cruise could bring down the entire church by himself if he wanted to. That's what Lee Remini he said on, on. Oh yeah, on, uh, it was her then. Real time. <laughs> I couldn't um, remember. It's where been I heard. said. Okay, it's like it's way past. Said. We're pay, way past two hours, so I'm just gonna uh, just cram these last two in. And I'm sorry, Jane, because this is a very. You know what? I'm gonna save Jane's for next week because it's. Can it's you about read it education. so we can think on it? Uh, I'll read it offline and okay. and uh, I'll send it to you. So um, it's about public education. And then uh, Leo Uh-oh. says, uh, "Seeing as Bill is back on the podcast, I thought I'd ask him a question that's important to me." Hit it, uh, Bill. Did you negotiate to have the digital distribution rights for Dave Made a Maze? If you did, will the movie be distributed on Google Play or Vimeo? And if it will be on those services, can you promise that Dave Made a Maze will also be made available in Finland via those services? <laughs> Yours, Leo from Finland. Uh, our international negotiations have not even begun. We're still working on a, a national uh, United States and Canada distribution deal. Uh, it, there will be an SVOD component, um, subscription video on demand component. Um, but all those negotiations are still up in the air. As far as specifically as Vimeo, there is zero money for filmmakers in Vimeo. Mm-hmm. So it's not a priority for us. Um, but it will be that that time is coming and that information will be available um, on on the website. Uh, excellent. And um, what, have you thought about like Amazon or Netflix? Where it would go? it's coming? We're in negotiations with Netflix currently um, as a distributor. Amazon passed, but it's certainly part of the uh, the SVOD component. It's all. All right. It's all, right. all happening. Okay. It's all happening. Very it's good. just very, it, it and takes a lot. It, patience, some, baby. It's some patience. movies like, some movies sign deals the night they premiere. Some movies announce they signed a deal the night they premiere, but the deal was in place three months earlier. And other movies like mine are much smaller, grassrootsy. It just, it just takes time. And yeah, patience to get the best deal. Mm-hmm. And, um, you're not involved in those negotiations, of course. Uh, I've sat in, I, I've met, <laughs> Potential distributors, but I'm the guy who's like charming, cracks jokes, and talks about. So where did this movie come from? How did it happen? And then everybody else talks about numbers. Charming. Hmm. It's uh, it's something I don't do often. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just when meeting. He's people. very handsome. It just works. when meeting people who are going to cut checks. Gotcha. So you start cutting checks for this thing. I'll bring the charm. Cool. Um. <laughs> okay. So uh, 
what do you have to do you have anything to plug uh this is, weekend is the last weekend of the play that i'm in oh i don't know you were to play this uh, long ago. yeah um so what month is it february 25th um at the hudson theater at 8 p.m you can go see periphery um a story about the woolworths sit-ins um in 1960 and then on the 26th um which is a sunday at noon i am performing at the brunch comedy show called the scramble that's going to be at the pack theater i'm going to be doing some stand-up yes i like it so i'm going to do some stand-up there and then um yeah and then uh, i'll just be roaming around la today Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. good good all right and then yeah, anything else that I have to plug, it's not it's months away, so don't even fucking worry about it. <laughs> Billiam? <laughs> back off. Yeah, uh, back we got the off. Omaha Film Festival, I believe March 11th we're screening. Nebraska. Yep, in Omaha, Nebraska. Um, <laughs> a, the, the, Spot on. All of the other <laughs> yeah, announcements are coming, and there's there's at least half dozen well, other but announcements. where can people find um, updates so, about it? I'm, I'm building up to that. Where, where do they go? So look on Facebook. Dave made a fan page. Or ah. if you just search for Dave Made a Maze on Facebook, that's where all the uh, announcements will go up. Uh, also, you can sign up for email announcements, uh, region specific on davemadeamaze.com. Um, and we're also putting, we're more active on Dave Made a Maze on Instagram, which is Dave Made a Maze, than we are on Twitter, which is Dave Made a Tweet. But, uh, all that information will be available, uh, in coming weeks. We are actually playing a lot of cities. So we're, mm-hmm. we're coming. We're coming. Okay. I, I will be seen, uh, this week. At, I'll tweet out the date. Um, Buying appliances at Lowe's in Burbank, <laughs> uh, just the Empire whatever street Empire one. Empire Center. Yeah. Empire Center, yeah. So is if that you the want one with to, the planes, the airplanes? yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a sort of performance art piece type thing where I'm just looking at specs and you know and just seeing if if uh, might have a measuring tape there to see if. Can you stop by Michaels? Um, Explore your creative side. Well, yeah, you know, I've been Is dabbling it? in flower, plastic flower arranging. <laughs> the Nordstrom rack. Yeah, for no, some don't of remind me. You know, yeah. it, it's. I'm gonna let it. Uh, That's the, my indulgence. I'm gonna let this really? piece expand cool. organically. So we'll. You know, I'll just. I can't. I can't push this enough. Your performance art that you do is unbelievable. Thank you. Th- thank you. I think people think thank it's you. a joke. It's not a joke. No, not a joke. It's unbelievable. Right. So look out for that. Um, and, uh, I want to thank Tyson for doing these, uh, new mail or these new music cues that we're going to put in. And if anybody wants to send a music cue, uh, we could, we've been using, apparently some people sitting I at promise, this table I'll shit don't on it. like the, yeah, Bill will shit doesn't on it. doesn't mean you're not a great person. And you should still play it. Uh, it's, we'll, it's, send you're it doing to us. a good job, guys. Yeah. I'm just, I'm playing my role. That's and, all. um, Phil that's noonerpodcast at gmail.com. Tweet at us at those things and all the other things and Cass Cardenas and Bill Twatterson. It's Twitter sensor. Oh, and uh, my name. And we will see you next Tuesday. Bye. Talking and singing and looking at each other, singing songs and talking. Multicultural people come around. We want to talk about all things. Bienvenidos a esta podcast. Esta podcast de media de